on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and hopefully Nick will wade through all things important Star Wars before getting back to new Star Wars breakdowns next week. There are still a few things of note sans Bad Batch breakdown, such as a new image leak for Mando S3. They'll also talk about a few new rumored Star Wars projects in the works and what they could be about before riffing on some Star Wars gaming news from Ubisoft. Of course, the show will end with question of the week responses and the latest round of top five Star Wars fan artist features. Punch it, Chewie! What is going on here? Hey now, everybody! <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Look who's back. He made it. Woohoo! We didn't know if he would, but young Nick is back for his first show of 2023. We have a shitty current bit rate, so I'm sure we're cutting in and out, but who cares? We're here to talk Star Wars or pretend to talk Star Wars since <laughs> I completely jacked. The schedule, you know, last week I was all like, oh yeah, we're so smart, we're, we're doing our first show of the year on Wednesday so we can cover the Bad Batch premiere, and then we'll have new Star Wars to talk about from now until April. And I was feeling really good about myself. <laughs> and then, you know, Nick, I turn off the mics and I go, Shit. fuck. We're yeah, doing we the show. Talk about we're next. doing the show next Tuesday, and there's literally <laughs> nothing to talk about because I I blew the the Bad Batch premiere wad, and I blew the Ahsoka rumors wad, which I really should have <clears> saved for you this week because there was some good shit in there to kind of chew on and spitball and go back and forth. But I got greedy. I got gluttonous with Star Wars news last week when I was by myself, as you were dealing with, as I told everyone, the remnant inflicted virus that Moff Gideon gave you in your sleep. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I I basically took a blowtorch to any good topic that you and I could have discussed this week, and saved a bunch of low hanging fruit. <laughs> so, <Hey. laughs> yeah, there's always time for Star Wars time, just like our boy Neri Leon is saying in here. Welcome to the live stream. In fact, if you've never joined the live stream, we do it every Tuesday, two thirty p. east on YouTube at Star Wars Time Show. That's right, on YouTube we have a handle at. Star Wars time show. So that is correct. Yeah, if you're tuning in, young Nick is back. Uh, the remnant, they were <clears throat> unable to take him out with their assassination plot. Although, although, uh, Babu Frick was down there in Texas cutting network cables, and we yeah, almost, almost did not have, <laughs> we almost lost them for another cast because his part of Texas uh, lost their circuitry when it came to uh, connecting to the internet. But luckily, He's back online. He's here. We've got the full cast today, both hosts in the house, with nothing to talk about. <laughs> so we'll see you next week, everyone. Yeah, there's yeah, always time for one. Star Wars time. Go to StarWarsTime.net. Yeah, the Force and all that. Now, we got, hey, we got some stuff. We, we're we're going to take a look at what should be the definitive version of the Red TLJ-inspired guards that are going to be featured in Mando Season 3. Now, you know, we talked about this months ago when it was first leaked that there were going to be these Praetorian-style guards in Mando, but we didn't have official imagery. Now we do. 
Okay, uh, we're also going to talk about some Star Wars video games. Uh, don't get too excited. It was just a tweet, but you never know. Maybe Nick and I will pull something out of our butt. And, you know, we, we've got some new rumored shows. Ghost Track 17. The Detective Pikachu writers might have a Star Wars deal. What does that mean? Who the hell knows? But we're here <laughs> to break it down for you. Hey, if anything, our, 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 one of our biggest fans, 69mega.com, uh, Tinder, our girls right first, has joined the stream. So thank you. <laughs> All right. But hey, before we get in that stuff, Nick has not had a chance to kind of uh, recap his 2022 holiday season. Remember, he was out last week, so he didn't get to hear, you know, what Santa brought him and, and, and what he's been up to for the past three weeks. So I, I figured it's a good time to, to kind of check in on young Nick, to see how he's doing, what he's been getting into, and more importantly, how did he process the Bad Batch season two premiere? So, Nick, the floor is yours. Yeah. Uh, nothing uh, too special for my holiday season. I was unable to make it home, caught up in all of the Southwest uh, Airlines nonsense. So I spent uh, Christmas here in Austin, um, had a good time um, for New Year's Eve. Just went out with a couple of our friends to a little speakeasy party in Austin. Did you dress um, up? <clears throat> I mean, kind of. Like, I just, you know, wore a button-down shirt and stuff, so Derby nothing hat. too special. No, nothing like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, my my holidays were pretty low-key. Um you know, got some some gifts that my mom had to to mail over uh, because I couldn't come into town for for to see the family for Christmas. Um, and then, uh, yeah, after that, as soon as the new year rung in, I got sick. So I've spent the first uh, basically the first week of uh, of 2022 with a cold. Uh, luckily, it wasn't anything that was too serious, wasn't covid wasn't um you know any anything that's going to really knock you down but it was definitely uh a sinus cold sore throat coughing congestion you know all that good stuff so that's what knocked me out of the cast <clears throat> last week still kind of dealing with a little bit of it now but yeah that was kind of my holidays i would say um you know we we made the best of it given the fact that there were a lot of issues that were happening with Did you get anything star uh, wars or, or no star wars no no star wars no um no star wars stuff got a lot of gift cards which when you get into your mid 30s that's what you get you get gift cards i told my mom to get me some uh some uh articles of clothing that i have been needing to update there you go. and some fresh undies um, from the mom you got to like that I guess if 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 we have any tabletop RPG players um or people who uh play games that involve dice um Taylor got me this thing right here which is a dice tower um from a, a very nice woodworking company called Wormwood um they are fantastic at making um like dice trays so is it, Nick, um, are those for like other games then, or is that a game itself? Like, is is the no, jar I mean, of dice this, a game, or, or could you use them for Yahtzee, D and D? I, I mean, mean what, you could use it for anything. So basically, uh, let me get it real. Nick's getting some 
high-end wood dice right now. I'm commentating for those not on the live so, stream. He's back. So it, for, for those of you on the live stream, what I'm holding up here is called a dice tower. Basically what you do is you can put a dice in the top of it and it pops right out the bottom. And then that way you have like a fun little way to roll your dice. Uh, you, um, you, you, can, you, got a, you got something to roll dice for you, you lazy asshole. <laughs> hey, look, I, this is what Taylor got me. I love I did it. not tell her. Humans are this. the best. Humans never cease to amaze me. We even invented something to make rolling dice easier. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's a so like actually it's a two piece um, kind I love of set it. because this this little dice tower will eventually have a dice tray that comes out to it. So you roll it into your tray. You can roll Got handfuls yeah. of dice at a time. Makes it uh, a little Kinda bit Kind of looked like fun. a guillotine for your penis a little bit. Like, you know, you like jam, jam it into that square hole and then drop the metal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she got me this. The dice tray is coming this week. Do you guys do a um, lot of tabletop or no? I mean, I DM a game um, with my friends from uh from my time working at facebook so Got usually it. we try to to get a game going once a month um i basically have been the story writer and dungeon master for it since august of last year um so we've played uh every month except december because december was just a little hard to kind of get everything so you're like eddie from together. stranger things right <clears throat> Kind of, yes. Eddie was their dungeon master in Stranger Things, and that's you just kind don't of what have, I am. You just don't have the sweet hair and, and, yeah, and can, I don't have the, the guitar I don't have chops. The locks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, have the locks. You know what? Because I'm asking because, in, in, you know, someone worth someone worth their weight in gold would probably already have this information to give you, but there, there's supposed to be a new Star Wars card game coming out this year within the next few months and, and reading about it, it sounds fucking fantastic, but you'd think I would have remembered the name of the game. So the rest of you could go check it out. Sadly, I did not. So just go Google uh cool new star Wars card game, 2023 and see what, see what yeah. comes up. But I, we, yeah. we have played. Um, so there is a Disney, uh, Disney has a game called villainous. And um, there is a Star Wars version of Villainous that I also have down here on this shelf that, that Taylor and I have played. Okay. Um, I know it's new. Man, I just need to look for it. I think it's, is it, is it this one? New Star Wars deck building game. What's it called? Is it called Talisman? I don't think so. I don't know. Damn. Um, anyway, Star Wars deck building game. I, I, I see it here. Fantasy Flight announces new the Star Wars deck building game. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it, Nick. The one from Newsnet. Yeah. Well, I guess you're um, right then. So yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll probably check it out. Um, it, it just sounded cool. I, I know we're on like a the most uninteresting battle tangent for of the all galaxy. The, that's go. what it's called. Battle I, for I, the and galaxy. And the reason is, is like it, over the past, we're really pandemic and on has kind of you know forced some of this. But we we got back into playing games, cards in particular. But uh, I, I don't, Nick. Have you ever gotten into the exploding kittens? universe yeah we so taylor and i've played a lot like we play exploding kittens we've played a lot of games that are kind of similar like we've played unstable unicorns and, okay all right they're, they're, uh, they're pretty and, fucking cool games and, and like they that, are they're really fun that company that they make throw throw burrito the you know chuck the, the avocado they, they're just fun games and that's that's kind of what got me interested in that star wars game hey speaking of the little one I got a book. what book did you get oh show them good that's good to show Right here, I'll do it for you. 
Check that out. This is what she brought home from the library today. Star Wars Jedi Academy by Jeffrey Brown. I think that is a very wise yeah. choice, my young Padawan. There was more good pick. Um, that was different. Awesome. That looks good. We'll have to read some, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Good to see you. Okay. She's back. Very cool. But yeah, so check that out. Um, but yeah, so actually I have a, a, a D&D session coming up on Friday. Um that I, you know, I'll be again. Running you guys, you, you do that all virtually. You said through no, through no, phones, we do it. At, you meet up. No, we do it at home. Okay. I, so you guys get all gathers. fucked up, or you like just play sober. I mean, they like some of like the the players drink, but I I can't just because I have too many things <laughs> yeah. to manage. Like, like yeah, six beers, <clears> and he's like, "Fuck all you, game's over. I win." Yeah. <laughs> so like for me, I have to not only. Uh, you know, kind of run the game and, and interact with them, but I'm playing every other character that they interact with in the world. Oh, yeah. So not th- only this that, is like, you know. damn it, we need to record this. You, you, you're, this is like a dinner art theater or something then, right? Because you're, uh, do, do you actually ham of. it up and play? Like if you're a witch, you're like, I'm the I mean, witch, I, I'm going to get you. I I, uh, <laughs> I can't do many voices, especially not now since I still do have a little bit of congestion. Right. But, but you'll, I you'll do, like change like, you your know, tone and shit. You add some yeah, personality. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like every, this. Every I like character this. character has a different personality um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a story that I have written completely on my own and. Well, look at uh, yeah, yeah, you learn something really new fun. every day. How about that, people? <laughs> How about that shit? I love it. Well, that's awesome. Um, all right. Well, now that we know that Nick is in the Hellfire Club, as Tone says, that's pretty cool. <laughs> we, I wish they'd do like a Star Wars d and I don't know if I'd have the patience for it, though. Like, I, I, I don't See, know. See, that's I'm, the thing. That's the good thing about D&D is that, like, technically, any, you can make D&D into yeah. anything. Because D&D is just a rule set. D&D is just like... Oh, well, these are my stats and I rolled the dice to do this. And then you can just write a story about anything and then use all the D&D rules for it. So shit. Yeah, it just seems cool like too many rules. It. I don't know. I, I, I'm like, I get OCD over rules. So when I get a new game, the first <laughs> thing I do, even though the game, especially Exploding Kitten, don't read the fucking rules, just play. What do I do? Rules, rules. Let me get online and make sure that these rules are actually the rules that should be the rules. It, it's, it's weird shit. Hey, look who's here, uh, Sir Dork. There's the big news this week, hey. Nick. Sir Dork, Sir Dick, a.k.a. Sir Dork. Sir Dork. <laughs> Sir Dork is back on Instagram. Sadly, though, he got it. Facebook stole his 75,000 follower account. He had to start anew, uh, which I, I, I can't even imagine what that's like to process. That I'm sure Jared. Unbelievable. You know, I, I know he's probably had to think about this for many weeks, but j- just this week, I think yesterday, he, he finally pulled the trigger and started a new account on IG. It's just at sir.dork. He dropped the 730, all that jazz. Uh, but we're, we're, you know, we're trying to build him back up to where he, he should be. Cause that, I mean, that's, think about that, dude. That, that's essentially like someone coming up to your, your ball sack and cutting it off. You know, yeah, you, you build yeah. up a brand like that, and it was just like, you know, he, he's running his own toy fucking shows, he's getting opportunities left and right, and then some cocksucker comes and hacks the bitch, and then Facebook's incompetent security team won't give a bitch up! Yeah, so he's got to I mean, start over. What a bunch of shit. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy, dude. Like, that, I, that's I can't rough. believe, but hey, you know, I guess it's hard to get, you know, that, that's metaphor, yeah. back. Like, I just, yeah, I don't get it. 
I mean, yeah. fuck, yeah, fuck all these people. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I'm glad his YouTube, he, he, he was at least able to recover that. So he's not starting from ground fucking zero. Uh, but my God, like, I would love to have a following like him, but I don't, I don't think I could go through what he just went through. Uh, no, I, I would, yeah, I would probably so drive hard. to Meta and start shooting people. Honestly, like I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to just take it like he's taking it. I'm sure behind the scenes he's like punched out a few babies and stepped on some cats, but my just to think, years of work flushed down the toilet because of a hack, unbelievable. <sighs> oh, All right, Nick. So uh, l- let's get your report out on the Bad Batch season two premiere. You know, we're, we're 18 minutes in. I guess we should give these people some Star Wars because it is a <laughs> Star Wars time show. Uh, but it is nice to have you back. It's always more fun and lively to be chatting to a warm body instead of just the voices in my head. So welcome. Um, but yeah, you know, last week I, I did my videos. I had the, the the mic to myself to talk about Bad Batch S2 premiere. So go ahead. Give us your yeah. thoughts. So um, <clears throat> I was very uh, happy with the two episode premiere. I thought it was very fun. Um, introduced. I was surprised that they introduced the Wanda Sykes character as quickly as they did. I thought that they may <laughs> wait for the reveal on that one a little bit longer. Um, but they really did kind of throw you right into the action. That opening beach scene of them running away from all of those crab creatures actually reminded me of uh the pirates of the caribbean movies funny enough because one of them starts yeah, you're off right. in a pretty it, similar way yeah you're right like where you literally see the entire like yeah he's uh, just running yeah he, like he's running down the, the beach and then the the natives are just running after him he's yeah, getting to the boat call. and shit so um i thought that was fun um so episode one was very interesting you know you get the introduction of wanda sykes's new character and then you're you you basically take right off to Castle Sereno um, and you're you're messing around in some like separatist era uh, type of type of world, you know, with all of the the war chest, quote unquote. Yeah, I, 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 I like from- I like that call back to Dooku's place because I, I mean, like yeah. I said last week and I, I know you probably haven't watched the Clone Wars in years, but that 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 throne room in particular where Hunter and Wrecker get trapped and that that was an important place in the Clone Wars. A lot of. Yeah. Shady decisions went down there. The birth of Savage Opress, his, you know, Dooku getting in league with the Night Sisters. So, yeah, that was yeah. a cool callback. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it was really cool to kind of revisit that area. Um, and I mean, the, the, the rest of the episode, I mean, like, there were a lot of highlights and stuff like that. It's I was a good really thing they did a two parter, right? The way the episode yeah, one ended. Because the way the, the way the episode <laughs> one ended, if we if we had to wait until tomorrow to see episode two, we'd be like, what the fuck? You really yeah, like put yeah. out a one episode cliffhanger and didn't yeah. finish it? Um I at first I was wondering if uh Captain Wilco was gonna end up being Cody. Um, because I know that's one thing that we're all waiting for in season two is are we gonna run into Cody? Um, and, and what other, um, clones out there on the Imperial side could the Bad Batch run into and have some interactions with? So, I, I, like right out the gate, as soon as we get to Sereno and, and, you know, you see the one clone captain that's kind of running the, the, the protection detail around all of the, the war chests and all of the, the valuables, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's Cody and he's the one who's kind of managing this and this is how we'll be introduced to them. Um, Obviously, it wasn't. We found out in, in episode two that this was uh, Captain Wilco, 
And given how episode two ended, I can see why they didn't want to make it Cody because yeah. <laughs> Wilco gets iced and yeah, Rampart's over a, a son of a bitch. Hey, real quick, yeah. while you're while you're on that, and then I'll let you finish the Wilco thing. So now, Nick, yes. we we've seen twice where the officer ranks of clones seemingly are are they're breaking some parts of their conditioning, right? Because if you remember from season one, mm-hmm. Captain Hauser. When he was being called upon to execute all those Rylothians, he essentially is like, fuck you, I'm not doing it. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, no, I'm not going to He's like, that, that, that's too far. I'll murder my Jedi generals that I loved, but just killing innocents, this is getting a little weird. But now yeah. in season two, Nick, we see another captain in Wilco follow, 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 follow orders. But when he's given an order that's shady, he's like, fuck you, I'm, I'm not doing it. So... Yeah. I, th- I think it was last week on the show or maybe one of my breakdowns. I was like, it, it, it seems like the officer ranks they're they're the effect of the chip is degrading faster than the yeah. than the regs. I mean, is that is that anything to look at or, or are they just focusing on the officers because they usually were the ones that were talking and had the names and personalities in in the Clone Wars? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to tell because I would imagine that once you're at an officer rank, they may have to make some some you know, changes to, to the loosen way that you up a little chip, bit. Yeah, yeah. So you have more, more decision-making control, right? Exactly. So maybe, uh, the officers are seeing a little bit more chip de- degradation sooner because they have the ability to kind of, like you said, make decisions and they have to make quick calls and stuff like that in the, in the heat of battle. Whereas the regs don't really need to make a decision. They just do what they're told. Um, and, and that's it. So um, that's a good theory that, that maybe the, the officers are, are, or the clones that have their, their chip modified to give them a little bit more free will are starting to break conditioning a little bit quicker. Um, and that's okay, what, if you remember clone yeah. force, they were able to not succumb to it because they were different. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they were different clones. Their, their chips weren't as tuned up. And, and one of the reasons crosshair is so nuts is because Tarkin had them jack his chip up to like a thousand so i don't it just seems you're not they really haven't showcased regs breaking conditioning but now we have two named captains that have that have broke we don't know hauser's fate besides being locked up and obviously in this one rampart blasts him in the face and see you later Um, it was definitely done so um wilco will comply and yeah will comply it's weird though like do you I'm sorry, I'm stuck on this Wilco thing, but do you think it was similar to Hauser and the reason he didn't follow the orders because it was just plain wrong? And and it's not the chip at all and we're we're just we're and clones do have compassion or is it all kind of combined together? I think see like in that instance where he's actually telling him to like fabricate a report, that would be something that I would imagine that the chip would prohibit him from doing anyway. Good like, soldiers follow orders, though, and he's exactly, getting an order. I mean, so I, I don't know. It's weird. And I, true. Like it's probably looking too far into it. But, uh, you know, you got to look for these cracks. Like at some point in time, there's going to be a full on either clone revolt or there's going to be enough of these officers getting a little tilty that the empire is just gonna be like, all right, let, let's go get them all on a planet and fucking glass the thing. Right. I mean, yeah, we, we, we still got to see. this resolution that the empire has for the clone forces. I mean, you can't just let them age out. Uh, Something's going to happen. There's going to be some form of mass extinction in my opinion. Yes, exactly. Clone genocide, if you will. 
given the fact that they've stopped, uh, like stopped production of clones yep. altogether, at least as far as we know, basically what you can do at this point is just throw them out into the wild and be like, look, when, if you get killed, you get killed and we'll replace you with, you know, TKs, regular conscripted right. soldiers. And yeah, the TKs and stuff. And it seems and they're getting the shit jobs on. now, like, you know, packing up war chests on, on Sereno and whatnot. So yeah. I, I, also, I mean, really, that, that's what I'm most intrigued about this season. Ultimately is like the clones. What, what, what do we do? What are we doing with these outside of, yeah, you know, yeah. our heroes? What, what's going to happen I, with these? Definitely you know, interesting to see or interested to see if like they, they literally just let them like, Hey, we're not going to kill you. Like, we're not going to put you out of your misery in mass. We're just going to let you, like you said, do they age out and just die of their, their natural kind of accelerated aging? Do they die out because you know, like they, they, they get put out into the field and they just get killed during the natural course of, of combat. Um, it see, will be I, interesting to see how that works. Yeah. I, in my opinion, knowing the empire, the empire doesn't want any, any loose ends. And, and the, the, the thought of having a from birth trained army out there on their own is probably not good. So like I said, I think they're going to, Probably not because it's a fucking cartoon, but in, in, in some sense, they're going to send them somewhere to get ex- just extincted. Just gas them. How, yeah, just I to mean, get done. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely possible. I mean, uh, and, and now that you see, I think what may end up being the trigger more than anything is like if, if, if the disobedience like we've seen with Hauser and Wilco keeps coming up, then right. I think that will trigger that. Then they'll be like, okay. Now we do need to enact some sort of wa- like yeah, large scale. You know as well as I do, Nick, these. that the regs, when it comes down to it, they'll follow their clone captains over anyone else. Don't yeah. you think? Yes. I mean, I think so. I mean, like they're they're because they're chip programming now, unless they've gone in like and 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 that's another thing that we're just unsure of. Is like right. is, what's, is what's now an order? Camino. What's an order? Who who? Well, yeah. I mean, really, well, all we know about the chip is they have to follow orders. But from who yeah. is it from clone commanders is it only from Palpatine. Is it from yeah. officers? We we don't really know, because clearly both Wilco now and our Hauser from last season, they disobeyed an order from an officer. Yeah. And and now that the Camino cloning facility is completely wiped out. Toast. Does the Empire have the ability to make tweaks to the chip? Because we know that the Kaminoans had the ability to go in and, and, and insert orders. That's how Order 66 was put in there and, 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 and modify the, right. the chips in mass. That's how they were able to yeah, basically I mean, I think control everything. What we, what we do know, so they probably do have something, is they have say, and they're at that mountain facility, more than likely... Yeah cloning and experimenting with shit but they, they don't want to make an army that's clear i mean i think no, they took yeah, her to not. for for palpatine's no. uses and, and and whatnot so yeah i don't know exactly. it's, it's the fun stuff of bad batch it's just yeah. it's, it's still such an it's, early period after the fall of the republic you, you don't fucking know anything yeah. but the clone is that that's a major problem for the empire yeah i also liked how the bad batch even to this point has been Stun only when it comes to combat with, uh, you know, with the regs that are yeah, now under Imperial control. I know it's stuff. like they can't they can't kill their former brethren for some reason, yeah. even though they're trying yeah. to kill them. And I mean, that's the same. I mean, I, I could understand it more when it was season seven of Clone mm-hmm. Wars, when you had 
Rex and Ahsoka making their way through the 332nd. Like, they, obviously, like, those are, like, these are your best yeah, friends. These they were together for three for years. years. I mean, literally yeah, for exactly. three years. So I could understand that one a lot more, especially coming from Rex, where he's like, I can't kill my men. Like, these are my men. I can't, I can't kill them. But with the Bad Batch, especially since the Bad Batch themselves weren't really integrated into the regular right. army. They look like, down they on really, them. I mean, they're the ones that call yeah. them regs. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising that they're going with the stun thing. The one thing I will say is that does Omega's bow stun? Because she didn't, she definitely wasn't shooting out some circles. Fuck no, like dude. We she, she's ruthless, man. She's just like her twin brother, Boba. She didn't give a fuck. Yeah, she's she's going to ice anybody. She's like, <laughs> so, I don't have, she's like, I don't have any ripples on this bitch. I'm just killing motherfuckers. Yeah, yes. Um, so that was fun. I, and I, and I, I, I think we, we have to argue that Wrecker's new cannon gun probably didn't have a stun setting when he was probably not blasting <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's just like shooting <laughs> off to the side so he doesn't explode their whole body. He's just trying to hit the ground next to him. So he knocks yeah. him out. Boom. <laughs> oh, I love um, that guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Bad Batch fell right back into its rhythm. Um, didn't I, I will say that like first two episodes didn't really set up anything uh, in terms of like larger arcing story plots for season two, at least that I could see yet. Other than the fact that like these clones are clearly just like expendable pieces to the Empire now that we saw how how uh, Rampart handled the Wilco situation. Like they're just right. going to like if. If anything goes wrong, they're just going to be like, all right, we're just going to kill you. We're just going to kill you. Like, we're not going to like there is no more like, hey, let's give your chip a shock and see no, if we no can way. get you yeah, back. It's, it's you're done. On, yeah. You, you yeah. don't you don't follow orders. You're, you're toast. I am. Yeah, um, so. See, my big gripe, I, I didn't. There was a lack of Imperial content for me, Nick. But I, I did there feel was. like there was three main narratives, maybe more, maybe less kind of being set up. The first being. Um, kind of from Echo's point of view, like we need to do more to combat the Empire versus dicking around and being, you know, want to be pirates. So I think that's going to be something that's explored all season long. Like when is the batch finally going to make the decision to fully join the, at this point, resistance, I guess. It's not, there. there there's no yeah. rebel cells. There's none of that shit. No, I mean, there's, there's nothing. I mean, right now, literally their goal is to just fucking get money so they can be free. I mean, exactly. like they, and the thing is, is like, they don't even have a concept of what free means. That, that's what I mean. So that, that's like one of the big narratives, like how, how are they going to deal with this now? And in echo, you can see he's all in on, we need to do what we're best at. And that is combat shitheads. But then the other, the other thread you're going to get is, is Omega and, and like how her involvement with the batch is going to affect those plans one way or the other. Another thread, you got to think it's interesting that Crosshair did not tell Rampart that Clone Force 99 survived, okay? Because yeah, he, yeah. he told them they're dead. So why did Crosshair do that? I think there's, there's, there's some narrative exploration we, there as well. Yeah, definitely. And there was like a little bit of sign towards the end of season one where we're like, is Crosshair kind of like he wants he his defense? brothers back, like, dude. He wants yeah. his brothers back, but he is in his mind. He thinks he's doing the right thing. And he, it, 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 you know, it's that we always talk about if you're depending on what side of a war you're on, you think your side is right. And Crosshair truly believes the Empire is correct. And he just wants his family back. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, he doesn't know that he's being tweaked in the head. Although I think that got fried, though, when he got flash burned in season one. 
I think so. I believe his chip is gone. So he is by his own will choosing to do this shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, He he misses his boys deep down. He misses his boys deep down, but he just can't come to terms with his programming and his feelings. Yeah. So poor Christ. That was one thing that I think was definitely left out of the two, of the two episode premiere is like just even just like a quick check-in with crosshair. Like we didn't even see him. Dude, All we got was rampart at the end to shoot a guy in the face. I mean, the empire got like 10 seconds. Cause I, I don't consider the clones a part of the empire. I know they are, but they're, they're not really. Yeah. I mean like they, they are literally the cannon fodder of the empire at this point. Like they're, they're not even something that they, they, that they, like particularly care about, especially, um, especially Rampart and uh, Tarkin. Like they could give two shits less. Well, about you, these yeah, you clones. see like, how shady Rampart is. I mean, he, he's going to do anything yeah. to advance his career, including lying to his superiors uh, about his his failures. His, so yeah, yeah. No, I mean Rampart. He's turned out to be a great uh, villainous Imperial officer. I mean, he yeah, he really does kind of feel like a, a a a version of Tarkin that may even be more ambitious than Tarkin was, which is a little scary. Which and, and that will be interesting to see because there is a very distinct possibility knowing how the Empire, like the the interior workings of the Empire goes, like is does Tarkin view Rampart as a threat? And does is is Rampart, you know, gonna be like is there gonna be a tiff between these two? Because at this yeah. point Tarkin is still a governor. Like he still refers Correct. to him as Governor Tarkin. He has not moved up to the yeah. He's to not the even Grand Moff, Moff or Grand Moff yet. Like Correct. Um. So it like it will be interesting to see the internal machinations of the of the Empire here. Is like if they get into that, do they do they show some interactions between Tarkin, who we knew know eventually moves up to one of the highest levels that you can in the Empire, and some of these other officers that are uh, that are on the ground floor in the empire. So there's a lot that, that, that could be dug into here. Um, so yeah, I, I think to see how Rampart is going to be the main guy for the bad yeah. batch. I, I mean, I think you might get some Tarkin sprinkled in here or there, mostly to yell at Rampart and make threats, but Rampart is going to be their, their antagonist for, for the series. And, you know, probably some bounty hunters here or there and some other shitheads from around the galaxy. All right. Good stuff. Hey, do you think, uh, Fee is, is buddies with Hondo since they're, Gotta be. She's a Gotta pirate, be. right? Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Yeah, like, there, there, there that could was be one some Hondo was, action this year. Yeah. 100%. As soon as I, as soon as we met her and like everything went down and Sid introduced her as like, oh, it's, you know, the best pirate I know or something like that. Like, like clearly calls her a pirate right. in the introduction that That's she's making I mean, yeah. to the batch. I was like, oh, Hondo is almost 100% coming. Yeah. I mean, cause besides Han Solo, he is the most famous space pirate in all of Star Wars. So yeah. Uh, so. I love Honda. I mean, Honda's like a huge deal in uh, Swago now, Nick, these days. He's, I thought yeah, I I told you, you said that. There's, yeah. there's a new, uh, it's just like a mixed class where they can play in either dark or light side territory wars. And he's, he was the first character of that class rank. Just got him up to seven star now. I need to relic him. You know, nice. The old nice, Swago nice, life. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. There's, All right. The, the grind never ends on Swago. It doesn't, but I, but I love it. If you're in an organized guild like mine, it, it, it makes it enjoyable. Although it, sometimes I would rather just be playing traditional video games and sitting there at night getting my, my moves in and my, my GAC, GAC battles in and territory wars, but whatever. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's good I, shit. I, right. Overall, I was very happy with the two episode premiere of Bad Batch. Wish there were. I, I agree with you that I do wish that there would have been a, a little bit more focus on the Imperial side, but I assume that we're going to get into that pretty quickly, um, especially given how episode two ended. So, hey, real quick, this this is a little bit of a tangent, but. You know, I, I did my, we, we watched the Skywalker saga over, over the holidays. Always a good time. <laughs> but, at, you know, when we were talking about Tarkin, I was, I was reminded of fact when I was little. And I, I, wanna, I know you weren't as young when you watched Star Wars, but isn't it crazy how in A New Hope, Tarkin is more or less presented as like the main bad guy? Yeah. Like the, I know we talked about this before where as a kid, I felt like Darth Vader was his bitch. And, and even on a rewatch, Darth Vader is Tarkin's bitch. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and it's funny how, you know, now that we have all this, this new canon with hindsight, you're like, yeah, Tarkin was just a, another human shithead that got high up in, in the ranks. And, you know, Palpatine tortured Vader by allowing Tarkin to treat him like a cunt. It's just like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like a new hope. I mean, Tarkin is the main bad guy is like that. I think they mentioned the emperor dissolved the Senate, but you're like, as a kid, you're like, hey, whatever the fuck that is, who cares? It's like emperor or whatever. Yes. Yeah, sure, you, you're a little kid. You don't understand. You just see the images. You're like, okay, this guy keeps telling the tall guy in black armor what to do. And he fucking does yeah. it. So he's the boss. Uh, yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. Like I said, with so hindsight. that's why, that's why the ending of like for George Lucas in his mind, he's like, Hey, I'll make this movie. If it fucking bombs, then it bombs. It was self-contained hundred like, yeah, percent. Like Star Wars was I self-contained. Just killed, I killed my big bad at the end of the first movie. Yeah. So if it doesn't go anywhere, I can say that I've told the cohesive story that ends in one. Exactly. Movie. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, he definitely planned that very well to where he's like, I'm going to make this old guy, Tarkin, the the bad bad guy, and then if we get to go on to other movies, I have yeah. the second bad guy right here. Th- then we then we'll talk Vader about the Emperor guy and the Emperor. <laughs> so I have these guys that I can go on with later if I if I need to. Yeah. Right, it's, hey man, it just things can things can happen like that when when something is fifty years old and it's still consumed by generation after generation. That just speaks to the power of of George's initial yeah. vision. But it's I just, think I, that's it's, one thing. That like people really don't take into account when they think about Star Wars is like you have, like you said, you have 50 years of storytelling that's yeah. that's happening here. So like people are like, oh, well, it's generational. You know, like, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings did it better or like they told a, a better cohesive story. It's like, yeah, I understand that. But like Lord of the Rings was like a three book series that just keeps getting remade in different yes. ways. Uh, it didn't come and, from Peter Jackson's head. Yeah. Like, you know, Star Wars has now not only spanned t- 10 movies, but it's also spanned 20 plus yeah, I, episodes I mean, or 20 plus seasons of, of, of te- television. In, so. in film, George did what Tolkien did in, 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 in books. <clears throat> Same thing. Yeah. I mean, created a massive universe out of his fucking brain. Like just uh, hey, Star Wars, blah, Skywalkers, blah, Darth Vader. Blah. All right. Now, now I have four billion dollars. I mean, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, and but yeah, it, every it's, time, it's been around for so long and touched so many different yeah. generations and we all kind of process it differently. It's just weird now to go back with yeah. all this new canon. Like Tones is saying, the, the respect tolerance Vader had for Tarkin was a surprise when you see how Vader is in other movies, and that's 100% correct. Because by Empire Strikes Back, Nick, what's he doing to the I- Imperial uh, Admiralty? I mean, he's wiping them out left and right. He's like, oh, you, you came out of hyperspace too quick? Bleh, you're dead. Fuck you. Ooh, yeah. You're the new Admiral. Okay, fuck you. You're dead. 
Yeah, it, I mean, that's the thing. By it's like if I think that's what it was is like they like in episode 4 like Leia tells Vader it's like, "Oh, you're not on Tarkin's leash." Exactly. And I, She's I literally think it. that's what it that I literally think that's what it was. It's like Tarkin is holding this guy back from just fucking killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like from killing anybody who drops their lunch tray in the fucking lunchroom of the Death Star or something like that. Like it's just, you, you know, it, you're at the table scene and he's choking that dude out and Tarkin's like, "Okay, that's enough." It's like, "No, it's Darth like, Vader would have fucking killed that guy." Yeah, it's, it's like literally he was like Tarkin was the the like almost like his babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's like, come on, you can't kill him. Well, you know, I mean, we don't have that many people left. We can headcan it. I mean, you know why Palpatine did it. It's just to fucking keep Anakin pissed off. I mean, anything he could do to twist his tits. That was his main drive as as Anakin's masters. Like, I need to keep this guy as pissed off as possible. When he gets too pissed, then I need to break him down again and let him get angry, fearful and then pissed again. And I'll have an even stronger version of the chopped up dude I once thought was the chosen one. <sighs> All right, sorry. Like I said, a little bit of a Tarkin tangent there. <laughs> a little bit of a Tarkin tangent, but hey, it's it's relevant. We're definitely right. going to see the some important stuff. <laughs> That's the important so. stuff. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, let, let's move on for Bad Batch real quick. What do you, what do you think we're going to see tomorrow? I, I kind of said we, we might get more of the Empire in Episode 3, hopefully, but who knows? Maybe we'll stick with the Batch. What do you think? I, I do think that we're going to get a lot more of the Empire than we got in the first two episodes, given how this episode ended, especially with Rampart killing a captain and then also, um, you know, admitting like, you know, now it's out there, you know, potentially that the Bad Batch is still alive. I think we're going to get some crosshair. I think we're going to get some Tarkin. Does, do you think Rampart solely assigns that to Crosshair or does he like, hey, man, you lied to me. I can't trust you. And he goes to bounty hunters or how do you think he's going to tackle that he, this? I think that he's going to go elsewhere, maybe even just like continue to go through like the captains or like the, you know, the officers within the, with clone the clone ranks. Okay. Because he knows that like. If a clone doesn't say something that I or doesn't do something that I tell them to, I just fucking kill them. Like I killed this last guy with a bounty hunter. He's now getting into an area where he could potentially get himself in trouble with, with Imperial upper management because yeah. uh, you know, you're now going outside of the organization well, and someone else knows that clone force 99 is still, is still alive. alive. Yeah. So I think that we're going to get a little bit more Imperial machinations in episode three. I think that we're going to get, uh, obviously we're going to have to get a new mission for Bad Batch right off the bat, whether that be from Sid or from some outside right. uh, party that we haven't been introduced to yet. That's, you know, yeah, that's I don't, I don't think seen. they're going to, they're not going to get the Rex mission yet. I think the Rex stuff's going to yeah. be midway or towards the bit. end. Yeah. A little bit later. If anything, we may get like some sort of cryptic message. Like maybe they, they get like a communique Similar to the communique that they got in season one where they weren't really sure who it's from. Um, but I imagine that we'll have some more interactions with Sid um, and, and another mission that they get tossed onto from Sid to try to, you know, start to build up money again so they can be free. As, right. as yeah. you know, they keep saying they're, they're, they, they've got the same sickness that, that Cassian had at the beginning of season one. Yeah. Like, Oh, if I can just get more money to pay off my debts and then I do whatever I want. It's like, no, you guys got to understand. And that's what echoes trying to tell him like, Hey, fuck heads. Like it's not, look, just money. look what they're doing. <laughs> like, 
hello, there is no freedom here. I don't care how much money you have. You know, it, it took Cassie and what, 12 epi- episodes to figure it out. Hopefully uh, by the end of season two, it'll take Bad Batch 32 episodes to figure it out. But <laughs> you, 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 there is no freedom under the Empire. And, and they'll get yeah. there. But I think Echo is going to be the push because remember, he's he's not pure Clone Force 99. He, he came from the regs and yeah. got his enhancements courtesy of the Techno Union. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's why he's a little more uh, tuned into the galaxy. I don't know. All right. Hey, look, we did something good here, Nick. Tones is saying, love this character chatter. If there's ever light news weeks, how about a specific character chat now and again? Love the breakdown of stuff like that. All right. Thank you, Tones. Yeah, no, I mean, we could, we could definitely well, We're do that. We're Just always down for, for input, you know? <laughs> if you guys listen to us for some reason. So if there's things you think that would make us more listenable, then let us know. Uh, I'm, I'm all about that. I, I that was just kind of natural, and I think that's what made it a, a fun little conversation, but we can definitely take that into account. Thank you, Lord Tones. All right. All right, let's go ahead and get into some of these, like I said, low-hanging fruit. Starting with new Mandalorian S3 leak provides look at the Last Jedi-inspired guards. I know I'm being cute, trying to not put spoilers in the title, but who gives a shit? Uh, mm-hmm. we, we have talked about this in the past. The, the, this isn't a new rumor per se what is new is we've got the actual art of what the praetorian guards or assumed to be praetorian guards or look like praetorian guards are going to look like in the mandalorian in the mandalorian season three proto praetorians correct and and i have some theories on these we'll kind of see where, where things go here all right so here we go if you're on the live stream we've got the guard in view right now it comes from making starwars.net they are reliable or blah, blah, blah. i was trying to say reliable and reputable at the same time so that is reliable uh but there it is nick and and i've got some thoughts here uh if you're not on the stream let me let me try to break it down real quick first thing to get in your mind is the praetorian guards from the last jedi Uh, i mean i would say nick all the way up to their helmet the armor is fairly identical the weapons even have a similar feel they kind of they kind of have like that red energy on on i would say that like heated blade almost yeah yeah yeah. uh the big difference is in the helmets and uh to me there's some mandalorian aesthetic going on in this praetorian guards helmet right (laughs) like a lot definitely uh, oh, definitely. I mean, this has, I mean, if you just look at the visor slits, basically, aside from like the thing that bisects it right down the middle, I mean, it is almost directly a, a Mandalorian visor Yeah, slit. I mean, two helmets come oh. to mind. The Armorer and Bo-Katan have very similar, like, uh, shortened eye slits and, you know, they're much sharper slits on the face, I guess, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it. it it's also reminiscent of like, Phase one clone helmets, which makes sense because, you know, if you're in the Imperial Remnant, then you probably have some, uh, you know, some idea of what old school, um, you know, phase one clone troopers from the Republic era may have looked like. But also at this point, too, I mean, you've already been working with Imperial Super Commandos, which were all Mandalorian based. And we know that Imperial Super Commandos also had like a like a red flare to their outfit as well. Yeah. It wasn't all red like the Praetorians. It was white and red, but still, um, you know, basically from the inception of clone troopers on, because 
their their progenitor, their father, Jango Fett, was a Mandalorian or at least paraded around in Mandalorian armor. They've kind of kept that aesthetic for their armor throughout their life cycle. Um, and now you see another like this proto Praetorian guard that we'll see in, in Mando S3 continues that evolution of like from all the way from phase one clone troopers to even what we see in uh, the sequel trilogy for the Sith, you know, the Sith troopers and the uh, and the first order troopers and stuff like that. So it's a good mix of both the the Mandalorian aesthetic and what we know as Praetorian guards. Yeah, there, there's, there's like some Imperial vibes mixed in there too, but it, it, it's a, it, to me, it's a marriage between Mandalorian armor and Stormtrooper armor. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, but you also have that layered stuff on the arms like you see in the Praetorian guards from, from TLJ. So, hey, that's all neat, right? We can see it, we look at it, but why is this happening? That That's the fun stuff to talk about. So MSW doesn't really have sound information. He's more or less speculating on things that I agree with thinking that these guards are probably going to be aligned with Gideon. Uh, if you remember, we I think we did a report. I don't know if Nick was even here, but hell, maybe I just did this in my head. Mm-hmm. But MSW also broke that Gideon himself is going to have new armor, uh, black with like red inlays, and his helmet is going to have like a Mandalorian helmet with like fucking horns on it, <laughs> like kick-ass shit. And so, you know, imagine Gideon's short little ass and his new Mandalorian-inspired kit, and then these guys behind them. That's kind of the visual making Star Wars was was getting there. So I I went on to further speculate, Nick, that these these guards themselves could be Mandalorians, no? Yeah, no, it's definitely possible. I mean, especially given the fact that we haven't seen Mandalore since the Siege of Mandalore at the end of Clone Wars Season 7. Um, I mean, well, we have a little bit in Rebels, but um, like we don't really know where like, you know, a lot of the Mandalorians sit. All we've seen are essentially two factions. We've seen the Night Owls under the the guise of um, uh, Bo-Katan, and then we've seen the Armors faction, and that's right. pretty much it. I mean, there could be Mandalorians that are still well, loyal here's, to the Imperial Remnant. Here's where I kind of get this from. You, you, as you just said right there, you got to <clears> remember... When the Empire took over Mandalore, the Gar Saxons of the world went in league with them. So it's not too far off to think that there are still Mandalorians loyal to people like Gideon and the Remnant, maybe hold up on Mandalore. And and these are some of the forces that that Din and Bo, and after they're done with their shit, they're going to have to go against. So I just, and if you think about it, Especially if if these are the true beginning of the Praetorian Guard ranks that Snoke ends up enlisting. What better Guard forces could you ask for than Mandalorians? It'd be like having a bunch of Spartans protect you. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, uh, I mean, fuck Palpatine's Imperial Guards. They're they're useless. They just fucking walk around and go down elevators. These guys, as we saw in TLJ, they, they, they can battle and they can actually go toe-to-toe with Force users for the most part until lightsabers get involved. But, yeah. you know, if, if, if you're the remnant and you're working in this secrecy shit and you're, you're, you're in leagues with Palpatine and you're trying to get this clone going, what better protection force than a bunch of Mandalorians in, in red armor? I mean, there, there's yeah, no yeah. better warriors in the galaxy at this point in time besides maybe Luke Skywalker. And the thing is, is, is we now know, like, you know, like you said, 
Snoke use these these guards as well. And we were always kind of wondering, like, what, what, where does Gideon sit? You know, like, is, is Gideon just out for his own? Like, is he just trying to, you know, carve out a slice of the galaxy for his own now that the Imperial, uh, like, the Empire has fallen and you have all of these warlords out there just trying to, like, get their own slice of the galaxy? Or is he actually working with the, like, you know, the, the shadowy Imperial remnant that does include uh, Palpatine and the, and the work that they're doing to resurrect his body off right. in the outer and we know a little bit, Rim, Nick, from, from Giancarlo, if we can believe him, we, he gets excited sometimes yes, during sir. interviews, but he's like, listen, I can tell you this, Moff Gideon, he's not the only one out there from the remnant, yeah. and, and he has an idea of how to return the bad guys to prominence, if you will, and he, his mission is going to be trying to convince all these other assholes that he has the right idea, the right way of thinking, and they should get behind him. Yeah. So uh, I'm interested to see if like if there is kind of like a, a person pulling the strings of, of Gideon and, and the reason why, you know, and, and, and that's why, you know, some of these things that Gideon has will eventually make their way over into Snoke and, and others. Um, yeah, you almost, one- you almost have to, because <clears throat> if we can go on the rumors from Ahsoka as being legit things start to get a little goofy with Thrawn. Like, would Thrawn really give a shit what's going on in the galaxy right now and be working with Gideon and and splitting power? Or is Thrawn more concerned with building up his quote-unquote undead army and and heading over and just cleaning house for himself? Like, do you think at this point Thrawn would want to share anything with the Remnant? Oh, absolutely not. Like, I mean, given Thrawn's personality and what he is known to do and how he is known to work, like... He works within like structures, like he works within the Imperial Navy purely because he has to yeah. or because he chooses to. But in a situation like this with an Imperial remnant where there is no leader and there is no like official structure, like he is going to be out for himself. He sees and, that like, as an opportunity. You're saying that yeah. like there's a power vacuum and, <clears throat> and he could fill it. So. Exactly. Like he's not going to voluntarily fall in line under somebody else. Okay. That's that's right. just not how he works. So more than likely, Gideon, you know, he he wants to be the guy, but he's still working within the confines of we need to bring back the empire and and the guy, right? Somehow yeah. Palpatine has returned. Where where we're thinking now that Thrawn might just be kind of in his agent. own world. Yeah, free agent. He has his own plans. And those could include coming back to the the known galaxy and and taking power from everyone, be it the New Republic, the Remnant Empire. He don't fucking care. He's coming to kick ass and take names. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right. So, all right. All right. um, yeah, we'll we'll see how this all works out. What it, what's also interesting is you know like we've been speculating: are these Praetorian guards, early Praetorian guards, whatever you want to call them, are these Mandalorians, and are these Mandalorians that have maintained a stronghold on Mandalore this leads into what we and a lot of the Star Wars community have been speculating about Mandalorian season three since season two ended is are we going to see another Mandalorian civil war that goes on here at first we were thinking like is the Mandalorian civil war going to somehow be between you know the, the the bunker kids if there are more out there and 
the the you know the people like the night owls under Bo Katan is that going to be the civil war? But really now with this out there, there could be a, a a civil war between the bunker kids and the the night owl kind of you know type of factions combined versus the imperial loyalists who are still maintaining a stronghold on Mandalore itself. Um, that's another possibility that's out there. So. No, you're um, right. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I think they're going to have their little spat, but ultimately it's probably going to be non shithead mandos versus people like this. Cause I, I really do think these yeah. red guards, these maybe Praetorian are Mandalorian and yeah, yeah, you I know, agree. they're, they're, they're protecting something. They're, they're working with Gideon. We know Gideon's into the baby and the baby's re- tied to that cloning facility on Navarro. It, it all lines up. I mean, I know there's some people like, Oh, there we go. Backfilling the sequel trilogy. Well, what what would you expect? Because we we I had mean, to ba- what do you think that fucking Clone Wars did? Clone <laughs> yeah, Wars we had to backfill the prequels the, the for Christ's sake. Trilogy. So it's <laughs> it's Star Wars, my friend. Just get used to it because the prequels backfilled the originals. That's just how Star Wars works these days. So just get used to it. Uh, I saw there was a great meme out there. It was of of Ray. and it, it was something like, "Hey, don't worry. In twenty years, they'll lo- oh, it was it was Anakin to Ray." Like, don't worry, in 20 years, the fandom will love you and have someone new to hate or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, uh, t- time heals all wounds. That's what, what people say. So Bat we'll saying see. Praetorian Guards. Yeah, I mean, Bat, that's what I mean. Like, you had all those Mandalorians at first sided with Maul, but then stayed like Gar Saxon and that girl and, and then sided with the Empire. So, yeah, I could. And we know Gideon was ISB on Mandalore, potentially overseeing a lot of the carnage. So he, he's he got a boner for Mandalore. He probably wants to be Mandalorian if he's not already. That's why he's going to be wearing that new armor and his helmet and walking around with these dudes. So what uh, I'm interested to see is like, there's so much information out there about Gideon. Like Gideon's got this new armor. Gideon's got all this and that and all this other shit. Like how does Gideon escape from his current confinement? <laughs> like, Right. Gideon, I know he's, the he's season. supposedly locked up with the New Republic, but it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. sound like he's going to be locked up for too long. Yeah, like Jesus Christ, does this dude get out like the day after they get him in? Yeah. Like, if that's the case, then like Gideon is going to be a main player in terms of the opposition forces. Does does season three open up with basically like kind of a time jump and then? Yeah, who knows, Moff man? Getting broken I guess out of here, prison? We'll, we'll <laughs> learn that Cara Dune was a spy, so they'll they'll shoot Gina's body double like yeah. instantly just to take care of that problem. <clears throat> even though it's been so many years, people probably forgot she was even in the show. And then yeah, she'll let Gideon out at the beginning, and then there you go, he's free from episode one till uh, episode eight. But yeah, that's a good point because we've we've essentially. Uh, identified Gideon as the mastermind of season three and he's locked up. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's like literally ends the season on the ground Look, bat, in bat, the custody. That's thinking the way I did. Maybe Kara <laughs> Sprungham got killed in the process. See, like I said, that's a yeah. good way to to kill off that character and, and give fans like some, some, some form closure. of... Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I will say that she also had some closure to her film career because apparently that movie that she put out with... The, the, the Hunter Biden movie didn't do well? It, I saw a, a picture and apparently it made eight hundred dollars at the, oh, at wow, the box that's a office. Surprise! I thought that would fucking Ouch. light it up, man. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't on my AMC screen. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of uh, interesting things that need to happen that that we are just assuming is going to happen very quickly in Mandalorian season <laughs> yeah, we're, three. We're making a lot of shit up. We're, we just yeah. you know, we we do this on the fly. It's 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 getting close. You know, I'm sitting here like fuck. It's gonna be a lot of work coming up here in March, but I'm excited. I am I am really excited for the Mandalorian. Like that, it's like I think yeah. I forgot how much I've loved this show, as do a lot of us. Because as Nick said, you know, we're going on two and a half years since S two E eight, and that's a long time. So you you kind of forget that 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 the 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 love and and the magic that that show had and and could suck you in every week. Uh, yeah. Not not that these shows that have come out since have been piles of shit. They haven't. They've been great. Look at Andor, Bad Batch, Kenobi. But like we said, I think doing our, our, our top moments, it, it's that the Mandalorian just figured out the Star Wars magic where these other series, they've dabbled in it and they've hit on certain aspects of the Star Wars magic. But to me, the Mando just checks all the fucking boxes. So, Yeah, yeah, definitely. If there's one that is quote-unquote untouchable, then I think that would be it. Good point by Bat. Last of Us series starts next week, and um, it's it's getting some pretty decent critical praise. Actually, really good critical praise. Not that that fucking matters, but uh, <laughs> I know that's a show I'm, I definitely want to get mixed up in, and I'm, I'm imagining Nick's kind of the same way. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it with the, with the lady, though. I don't know if I can convince her to get into, like, the zombie, like, human apocalypse type of shit, you know? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. You know, like, that's going to be, like, given the fact that it is kind of taking that turn. That It's such I, a I good, like, like, it's a great story, but to present it to people that aren't expecting aren't, it and then aren't really into yeah. zombies and humans being awful humans to each other i don't i might be doing this a solo on this one yeah yeah we'll see how it goes all right but yeah if we watch it we'll yeah we'll if we have time maybe we'll talk about it during our pop culture talk on the star wars time show all right so there we go there are our red mando guards some are calling praetorian who who the hell knows i i do think they're mandalorian based and i would not be surprised if these do become the model for the praetorians because Listen, if you want a, a bunch of dudes that don't use guns to protect you, you might as well get some Mandalorians, all right? There, there's going to be no better hand-to-hand fighters out there uh, outside of Luke Skywalker, possibly. And that's only if he completed his tour through, the, what was that, the, the Taraskasi? Taraskasi. Taraskasi, like Kara. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Well, there he is, Mr. Red, and uh, we'll obviously report on it. It seems like MSW is full of good stuff these days so as he drops we will cover okay nick we got another one and uh this too is also kind of not not as i hell what we just talked about is not a rumor that's real okay let me let me get my thoughts collected here what we're about to talk about now is who the hell knows this is not coming from lucasfilm but it's coming from sources that have broke uh unannounced star wars projects before so we have this new unannounced series, Nick, that apparently has a code name of Ghost Track 17. Showed up in Production Weekly, which can sometimes scrape in some shit from yeah. people that don't know what they're talking about. So who knows? But apparently there's a, a, a Star Wars series with a working <clears throat> title of Ghost Track 17. And Dave and John are listed as producers for this project. Yep. So... 
you know, in the past, some of these these working titles have been made in a way that they do have some sort of uh, tie or explainer for the series itself. Uh, I, I believe Ahsoka was called Stormcrow, and you know, we always, uh, you know, she Filoni himself has kind of equated Ahsoka to being Gandalf. Gandalf, and um, Gandalf was called Stormcrow by Grima Wormtongue, right? In so, Lord of the Rings. so sometimes these working titles for Star Wars projects could hint at what the actual project is. Just like Skeleton Crew's working title was Grammar Rodeo, which was from a Simpsons episode a bunch of, about kids that get lost and have to go on an adventure, which ended up being essentially what Skeleton Crew is going to be about. So with that knowledge in tow, Nick, do you think Ghost Track 17 has any meaning, hidden meaning, to this new series? Or is it more like The Mandalorian? They just, you know, I think that one was called Huckleberry. Yeah. Given... Given like Huckleberry just seems like a, that Huckleberry seems like Blue Horizon, where it was just like whatever, we're just gonna throw a name on it. Right. Ghost Track Seventeen seems like too too specific of a reference for it to not almost to not be like in like, right, reference so to. Let, what let the me show give you some. Let about. me give you some of those specifics because I I can see your brain's working here. So all right. Now th- these don't come from me. These come from other people. Uh, I think Bespin Bulletin in particular. Uh, but apparently the Beatles Abbey Road is considered one of the first albums to have a ghost track. All right. Ghost tracks, you know, a lot of you kids, well, hell, people listen to the show. They're a bunch of old motherfuckers anyway. So you remember ghost tracks on records, ghost track on CDs, you know, a tool comes to mind. You just let the CD play and then out of nowhere, it just it, it, it kicks into a new song about, you know, carrots coming to eat us and shit like that. Uh, but, but the Beatles Abbey Road supposedly had the first ever ghost track and the track was titled her majesty which you know means queen so yep do you do is there anything in star wars that you could see in john and dave's sandbox that would be related to royalty i mean you would think and you would think since it's them it would be mando verse adjacent like in that timeline yeah that's what i was going to say like within what they're kind of sphere is in the star Wars universe. I mean, technically Dave's sphere is all of star Wars because he's the creative director, but given that it's Dave and John, we know that that's Mando verse related. The only thing that I can think of, I mean, like top of my head is Satine, obviously. Um, but I mean, could, could there be, could it be like a prequel series that does kind of focus on Mandalorians pre like, you know, like during the Clone Wars, like, like, do you go back to the Clone Wars era and does it focus more around like the Mandalorians and their inner workings and machinations during that time? Because I know that like during, you know, obviously during the Clone Wars, we got a lot of Mandalorian uh, centric storytelling in certain places, but it, but it wasn't like the, the, the entire focus of the series. Do you go back to an animated series, maybe one, two seasons that does focus on the earlier times of uh, you know, the Mandalorian inner workings when Satine was still uh, the leader of Mandalore and, and the uprising of uh, Death Watch and, and how Maul, you know, like a little bit more around that. That's, that's one possibility that I think of. Or do you do it the opposite way where Her Majesty is now, you know, depending on what, what plays out in Mandalorian Season 3, obviously... Could Her Majesty be Bo-Katan? Because 
even though Mando Din Djarin is now the the proper leader of of uh, Mandalorian society, given that he won the dark saber in single combat, does he eventually at the end of season three decide to say like, Hey, I am relinquishing this to Bo-Katan who has right. dedicated her life to rebuilding the Mandalorian cause instead of me, somebody who, who has no direct tie, who has no interest in actually leading a society. So in my mind, th- those are the two possibilities that you have one that is actually built around Bo-Katan as the proper leader of Mandalore post season three of Mand of, of Mando. And then you have the, the possibility that it is a prequel type of show that's set during the, the Clone Wars time period with the uprising of death, watching everything that happens during Mandalorian time. I mean, it's that area. It's so wide open. Like I said, I mean, who even knows if this is real, apparently, like I said earlier, production weekly, sometimes scrapes from, leakers that don't have a great track record yeah uh, and 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 as i said i mean ghost track 17 could could mean absolutely nothing absolutely in regards nothing. to the nothing. to the the content of the show could could be a, a like a total red herring just exactly exactly just as they as as you said you know a blue harvest for the for the movies or huckleberry for mandalorian i mean huckleberry i guess went on adventures but it really doesn't line up with the man yeah i mean like huck, huck finn you would have to imagine that like if if it was huckleberry was the thing and they were trying to be cheeky with it you have huck finn who is a company huck finn who was a kid who was accompanied by gosh i can't remember his name from the from the tom sawyer tom, tom sawyer yes uh i mean it was tom sawyer and huckleberry finn so maybe like that that's kind of the yeah the, I, I don't know but it's, it, but yeah it, it's if you if you think about royalty in star wars it, it not a lot of names come up besides the amidalas uh the the organas but she was just a princess and you really can't yeah, use really. you can't use older leia like tones is saying in the chat i mean if this isn't mandoverse adjacent maybe you could do like like teen Leia type of stuff. I, I'm saying Mandoverse because it's John and Dave, and that's all they've played in. So, uh, I mean, if they're if they're producing, I I I'm just I'm drawing that line myself. That okay, if they're they're producing, uh, it's probably going to be in their sandbox. Uh, but you know, I mean, I mean, who knows? It could all be a bunch of yeah. bullshit too. Uh, I mean, at this point, we associate their their sandbox with Mandoverse, but like I said, I mean, technically, Dave Filoni is the the creative director for all of Star Wars, so it, it like he he doesn't have like it's not like they're gonna come up to him and say like, hey, you can't do this. Dave can do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. Like, yeah, if this um, is re- if this is real, it it, it has purpose, and and and, yeah. and Dave has an idea for it. It's just I yeah. don't know. And, hey. We're, we're, we're spinning our wheels. We're speculating. Definitely makes it seem Mandoverse. That, that again, that that's what I'm saying. I mean, they haven't let yeah. John play anywhere else because he established the Mandoverse. I mean, that, that is that's his creation. We got to remember, it wasn't Dave. It was John. Dave is there to champion him and make sure he doesn't fuck up the canon. But John created the Mandoverse, which spun into the Book of Boba Fett and uh, soon to spin into Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew. So... It is it is his his timeline to kind of to play with. And and honestly, I, w- I would prefer this show to be in that timeline or beyond. I think we've got the OT era covered with Bad Batch and Andor, at least for the next year or two. So let's keep playing. As, as Nick said, let, let's keep playing in the new stuff where yeah, there, I, there I really so. aren't rules. I mean, we, we, we still have 30 or so years to play with 
between uh, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. So I, I'm lots of storytelling to happen there. So yeah, I, I really I, do hope that we get a little bit more focus. Okay, so that's Ghost Track 17. Here, here's the other one. This one just popped up today, uh, and this came from Deadline, who they have broke shit before without Lucasfilm officially blessing it. But according to Deadline, the writers of Detective Pikachu, Dan Hernandez, and Benji Samet are working on a Star Wars project for Lucasfilm. All right, so these dudes uh, uh, recently worked on Koala Man, whatever the hell that Never is. Never heard of Koala Man. <laughs> Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion and The Addams Family too. Nick. They, they wrote the, the, the cartoon version. The animated one. Yes. So a um, lot of animated series. Koala Man is apparently an animated series. Hugh Jackman's um, in it, though. I do know that. Hugh, yeah, Hugh Jackman's <clears throat> in it. Um, uh, I like, Taylor and I like both of the animated Adams family movies. I know that people have their issues with it, but we thought that they were both very funny. Um, Detective Pikachu was also, I enjoyed that. I, I saw I that on too. a plane and I thought it was fun. Dude, um, anything with Ryan Reynolds in it at this point, I, I, I mean, he's, he's a guy now he's a dude. He's like, a, he's like a Tom Cruise or, or, or Dwayne. He just, you know, it's going to be at least entertaining. Okay. So he, here's, this is, Actual, this is, yeah, like Deadline News a day ago. So it says that Dan Hernandez and Benji Samet ink an overall deal with 20th Century TV Animation and ABC Signature. For those of you who don't know, both 20th 20th Century TV and ABC Signature are owned by Disney. Yeah, if if you keep reading, it also specifically says Lucasfilm and Walt Disney Pictures too. So they're they're getting so they're full on Disney. (laughs) Yeah, like they're just Disney owned and operated in in its entirety at this point. Um, So um, it would be interesting if if given their background, given their history. I could see them doing an animated series. They for Star do Wars. seem, yeah, they, they seem more geared towards the animated an, animation. Yeah. And if honestly, man, this is something that we bring up every now and then that we talk about every now and then when like the appropriate uh, piece of news drops, but man, dude, if these two guys could come in and, and revive star Wars detours uh. or something similar like that would be a perfect project yeah, for them. I hey man, I love that shit. I, I think it's tones in particular. Like detours offends him, as as it does some people. Oh I, man, I I, I, I love, love that it. shit. Like like the robot chicken and, and the few detour bits that I saw. I mean, I the de- detours was one of the things I was most looking forward to before Prior George to decided Disney to sell. Because because at that point we were only getting Clone Wars, the animated series. Uh, he, he had his pipe dream underground series going that we did learn. He, he wrote like 50 fucking episodes and shot some of it. But outside of that is like, he was letting people kind of dabble and have fun and detours was going to be the thing. And then he's like, you know what? I think I'd rather just take four point six billion dollars instead. Fuck you guys. Yeah. It's and, like, I'm just Disney's like, yeah, detours ain't our thing. See you later. <clears throat> Canceled. But yeah. I mean, I, I do think that there's, there's, benefit to having something like that in the universe you know like star wars that makes fun of itself is great lego star wars Wars is is like the pinnacle of it i mean the 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 lego star wars droids tales the yoda chronicles some quality stuff like the ones where c-3po recounts the 
the trilogy to kids. I mean, just the, the hijinks they cram in there using the Lego humor. It's really fun stuff. And yes, yeah, it's not canon. It's, it's not serious. Who cares? It's I like when Star Wars has fun with itself and, and can kind of make fun of itself. And, you know, Lego does that the best, but I think Detours was going to give it a run for its money. I mean, it, it was getting like robot chicken level of, of uh, mature humor. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was there was some real like I know that, you know, some people don't like, you know, comedy in their Star Wars, but like go back and watch the old trailers for Detours. It, it was just such a funny fucking idea. It was the, the such animation a was cool, right? It was all that chibbed out animation chibi yeah. style, like super funny animation, man. Like I would love something like that. And given those two guys backgrounds, like that seems to be right up their alley. Yeah. And, you know, I really do hope that they revive some sort of project and that it doesn't exactly have to be detours, but like, I hope they revive something in that arena and that you can have a little bit more levity, like yeah. a show that is completely dedicated to just like lampooning and spoofing the obvious <laughs> funny shit that happens in Star Wars. Like, uh, I'm down, I man. That I'm down. Benefit to that. that would definitely probably bring out the pitchforks, but I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> Look what you're doing. Star Wars is serious. It's life. I'm getting, I'm like getting into some weird things with serious life and Star Wars. Like my kids get into an age where, you know, full on, full in on the Santa stuff, but also buys into like, if I'm bad, Santa's going to hate me and not going to yeah. like, like Santa's almost become a God to her. And then we don't, I don't go to church anymore. I don't really believe in, in a mystical being anymore, but I, I as a parent, I am at a, a crossroads. Like wh where do I go here? Do I, and and the reason this ties into Star Wars when she's like, yeah, daddy, you know, Santa and you got to be good. He's watching. I'm like, well, you know, daddy believes in the force and the universe. And, you know, as long as <laughs> yeah. daddy is is being good and positive, then then, you know, the universe will will treat him in in, in kind. But uh, I, I don't know where I'm going to go with that, because I'm like you. I'm a, a Catholic bunker kid that was yeah, ga I mean. gaslit until I was like 20. <laughs> and I mean, I, I do think parts like, of it w were good because as a kid, I was scared shitless, shitless. Of, of God <laughs> killing me if I did bad stuff. Because in Catholicism, yeah. you're taught you fuck up, you're going to get punished. You fuck up, you get punished, you fuck up, you get punished. And anytime I got punished, I was like, well, I must have fucked up. And it, 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 it works you over. Lots of internal guilt. Like a lot, a lot of people that are old and have mental problems were probably Catholics more than likely. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I don't know where to go with this stuff. Like you know, we're eventually gonna have to have the the the, the Santa talk, and Santa but then talk. what Dude, about I, Jesus I and say, God? I'm like I just keep trying to push the force in the universe because that that's something that is the force is a religion. Even if you take it beyond Star Wars, like there is there are forces out there. There is there is the you know you you got these uh, uh, the the universe. Like I say, they're they're the ether. We're all connected. We we all share something. We all have midichlorians, however you want to call it. That's how I kind of process spirituality at this point in time in my life. But for a little one, it's it's hard. Like where where do we go here? Do you do I do I send her to CCD and have her fucked up in the head for for many years, or yep. do I just try to tell her you know do do the right thing? That that's why God was invented in the first place because humans are animals males in particular couldn't control ourselves. So we had to invent a God that like, like, listen, if you go around and rape motherfuckers nonstop, this God is going to burn you in a pit of hell for the rest of your life. And they're like, okay, sounds good. 
Yeah, I mean, we we humanity's like, figured out some things by now. We 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 know some things at this point. I've already like we've already figured out that like if we ever have a child, that, that there will be no religious uh yeah, you know, I, I can't institution do it. put on it during its upbringing. You know, if I I am of the mind that if 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 you want to be a religious person, you have every right yeah, to be a religious person. It. I'm never going to tell you not to be a religious person, but I also don't like it being forced onto people. Yes. So it's like if, if you choose to come to that on your own and and you find religion on your own, totally fine. But I'm not going to okay. hoist that. I, I think that's where, that's where I'm at. But it's just it's like I said, it's this. How do how do you balance the 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 Santa magic with no? It, just be a good yeah. person because the, the Santa yeah the Santa <laughs> thing is literally like just be good. You don't have yeah. to worry. Like if you're well, being you nice know, to that's people, that's what I mean. And, that's yeah. essentially what what God is too. It's like hey, there's a big mystical being that you can't see. He's gonna fuck you up if you're bad. It, it's, that's Santa yeah. to kids. But you know, where do we go from here? And using the force, there there's no fear factor with the force. So maybe I'll just, you know, tell her that she'll die in her sleep if she's bad or something like Darth Vader will choke (laughs) her out, force choke her. Also, if if she was like me, she'll find out from somebody else or an older cousin that Santa's not real before you ever get to have that conversation. I sadly, that's going to be the case. And it it breaks my heart because that's our only kid. and, And this Christmas was so much fun because of how much she buys into the magic, dude. I mean. We we got this. I'll have to send you the video once we're done here. But uh, you know, she she just generally asked Santa for a telescope. It wasn't in her top oh. list. It was like back in the book, so she wasn't even yeah. expecting to get it. And we're going through the presents, and it's getting towards the end. I'm like, hey, go you know, go check out that one. She opens it. I'm like, oh, what's this? It says Star Sense. I was like, what? What the hell? Star Sense? Why would why would Santa get us something that says Star Sense? And she she's looking. And you could see in her head. She made the connection. She's like telescope it's the telescope <laughs> i put that on my list i put that on my list dad look i put it on my list he got it he got the dad i mean i almost started crying just seeing the fucking <laughs> the reaction and you know it, it it's it's awesome but like you said most of the friends on the street are, are two grades or up yeah third graders fourth graders <clears throat> She's going to get fucking destroyed in another year and she's going to lose yeah, herself. Once they get into fifth, sixth grade, it's over. It's over. It's just, it, it, it sucks because like she's so fucking into it. And I know these, these older girls are going to fucking, because people are mean, especially little girls, you know, she might say one thing that annoys them. They're just like, hey, Charlie, fuck you. Santa's not real. Santa's not real. Yeah. Like, oh. Go fuck yourself. Your parents are lying to you, you know, so. <laughs> Oh, well, oh, we'll yeah. see. I'll, I'll do my best to, to deflect and all that. That's why I was so upset that Heather got the fucking elf, because that's just another thing that can allow the magic to die quicker, because you got to, you know, if it, it didn't move one night, so she comes in my room, like, Dad, the, the elf didn't move. Oh, I must have touched it. I'm such a bad... I'm like, look what you're doing to our fucking kid. Like, oops. Your gaslighter no, gas over a fucking puppet, it, because you forgot to move it. Now, now our kid thinks she did something bad and, and robbed the magic from the elf. Like, how <laughs> fucked up are we as consumers? That, then the, Santa wasn't enough. Now we got to do these fucking elves or, or keeping tabs on kids. Kids, sorry. All right. Major tangent. Hopefully no kids are listening. <laughs> uh, military. Wait, wait, one six year must be behind military background i think he got more confidence position after the death star blew up oh yeah he is i think he's he's back there uh i think he's back on our tarkin segment all right 
Let's get the show okay. back on the rails. We've covered all those rumor type of things. And uh, yeah, Joe is right. He, the elf, that's parent punishment. You're exactly right. I, I, I was, <laughs> it's like, why the fuck would you do this? Well, all their friends talk about like who they're, they're going to be the ones ruin it in another year or so. Fuck them. Okay. Last, last little topic we have here. I didn't even, uh, I didn't even post it because I, I don't even really know how much we, we can riff on here. But um, there was a, a brief bit of news on Ubisoft's Star Wars game that it, it, again is being developed by Massive. And Nick's yeah, already yeah. laughing here. Uh, but I think where the news in this post comes from this insider gaming and what they're telling us the game is going to be about or, or, or similar to. Nick, because I don't, I don't think Ubisoft or anyone has commented on this. So really, the, I think this the f- was the one that we actually heard about last year at some point. Yeah, no, it, they it's have a, added some details, but yeah, it's a real thing. And and I, I went back and looked. I think this got announced like a year ago. This Ubisoft yeah. Star Wars open world game from Massive, and and this <clears throat> Julian Garrity just uh, yeah, this yeah. week or last week, the first was essentially like, hey, happy new year to you all. 2023 is going to be huge for us. Join the adventure of Massive Star Wars. Essentially implying that we're finally going to get some concrete details on this open world game. But Nick, I think the hype around this story and the reason why we're talking about it is because they're they're saying that this Ubisoft Star Wars game, okay, it's going to be fully open, seamless universe, but they're saying it's going to be similar to like a No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. And I'm like, I don't, um, I don't, I don't think I want that for an open world, yeah, that's, like a procedurally generated Star Wars game. I don't think I want that. Yeah. I, I wonder if they're referencing No Man's Sky into, in terms of like, like the scope, because like you said, like if you've never played No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky is like essentially like an infinite exploration game where like you start off on a planet, you can you know, then you find a spaceship and, you know, you can fly around the galaxy and and land on any planet that you find. And like you said, it's all procedurally generated. I hope it's not the procedurally generated part of it, but I do, I wouldn't be upset if it is like, does have like a very large scope where there are many planets that you can visit and that you have the, and, and you're not kind of bound by um, like linear storytelling, kind of how you were in Jedi Fallen Order where it's like, okay, you go to this planet, you play all the story missions, then you go to this planet, then you go to this planet, then you go to this planet. I would be okay if it was kind of like more open exploration, but there was still a, a, a story-driven narrative that like takes you places and then you can choose to go elsewhere from there. Um, but I, I agree with you that like a fully procedurally generated Star Wars game that's just you going to different planets and like, no. let me land on this planet and see what's going on with with no actual direction may be a little too much. And I think that no man's sky is the perfect example of why that may be too much because no man's sky released like eight years ago. It released in like 2016. No, like 2016, I think 2016 or 2017. It might've been before that. And the game just became like, this massive success. Uh, yeah. Like I was going to say it, it just now people like it. <laughs> like they fixed yeah, it's it like, and it's finally doing what they, what they sold everyone on back at E3 when they announced it. Like it's finally that game. 
Yeah, like it took six years to get to the point where this game is finally like everything that they wanted it to be. And if that's what they're aiming for for Star Wars is like, I'm going to release this game. I I need structure. Like I need some. (laughs) I I do like, you know, I mean, here here are are games that Star Wars should be modeled after. Like Tones, Uh, Red Dead for, for a Mandalorian game, 100%. Red Dead or like a GTA or even like a cyberpunk. That'd be perfect for the Mandalorian. Uh, For a game like this where you can span different systems. Think Mass Effect 3, right, Nick? You pull up the the star map. You have multiple missions. You can do a main mission if you want. You can do a side mission if you want. You can do another side mission if you want. Uh, You can eventually get to the main missions. And depending on the choices you make in that main mission, it could affect other main missions or side missions. That yeah. seems like a no-brainer for Star Wars, especially the the Mass Effect 3. Uh, you have your own ship. You plot your own course. There is an overarching narrative, but for the most part, you make your character who you want it to be in terms of love interest and party members and uh, dark or light. You choose how you go through the campaign for the most part. I mean, you, you have to hit some of the main missions to kick off the next script. But yeah. you, you could spend 20 hours just gallivanting around the galaxy, collecting resources and, and, and fighting goons before you move on to another mission. And, th- and that's what it sounds like this game. It wants to be something like that, but I, I, I fear it wants to be too, too big, maybe. Because uh, I, I felt like I just got done with Mass Effect 3 a few months ago. And even then, I still felt like that was a pretty damn big map. I think there was... 20 30 planets you could go to and dick around yeah it was very like that game was like after they again like mass effect 3 was another game where they had to go back and like fix it after release um but like the final version of mass effect 3 was actually a very enjoyable game like and and i think that something like that would be a really good way to do it the other way that i could look at it is like think of like like elder scrolls games like think of skyrim except of course it's Instead of being like, oh, you're in, you know, whatever, Winterhold or you're in Westrun or you're in these different cities, like those are all different planets, you know, like, and, right. and, and like you said, you have like an overarching narrative, but you have so many like planetary missions that you can do that can affect the way that the overarching story narrative plays out. Like some, yeah, I mean, like that, that would be perfect. But if the idea is literally just to have a sandbox that has no overarching narrative to it and like you're just going around and exploring and doing different things on planets i think that that is missing the point of star wars because star wars has always been something that's driven by narrative um and i think that that is an essential point to a success do you like games like that then i mean would a no man's sky interest you or, or like survival games where you have to collect resources during the day and then build shelter i i just and I'm that, not, I'm not never... shitting on the people that like this, this type of gameplay. I just, I, if I don't have a directive or, 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 a, an objective, I become very uninterested very quickly in games these no, days. I, I'm the same way. Like I, I like to have like a driving narrative to like push me on my way throughout the game. Like I don't mind, like I bought No Man's Sky right when it came out no, and me I, too. I, I, <laughs> me too. I played it. I played it for probably 10 hours before I was like, is this all you do? Is yeah, you like, just what's the fly point? from planet to planet? Yeah, you, you, you literally <laughs> would just collect resources and scan shit and then go to like a 
like a hangar somewhere and, and possibly yeah, take upgrade off and this go or that. somewhere else. Yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> like, so I hope it's not that. I hope that what they mean by No Man's Sky is very expansive world to its size. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But not. No, you're right. Like we can't same with uh, the other big game that uh, Quantic Dreams working on. Like they can't get too cute with like, oh, it's we'll just tell them the size, the biggest game ever. Like who gives a fuck? Size shouldn't matter if you have a good story. And, And Star Wars, as Nick said, is one franchise where you do need a, a, a great story to uh, justify playing through a video game because we haven't had that. I mean, I, I know you, you, you all love your fallen order, but I don't think that was a great story. I don't think Cal was a great character that we could latch onto. Maybe he's a lot more excited now. He's a little more hard edge five years later. I'll, I'll reserve judgment from when I play the game, but I, Nick, I can't, it's still KOTOR, is it not? Yeah, KOTOR is probably the best one. And, and best we're talking Star Wars game. 20, 20 years at this point. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't, like, I, what I are don't we doing think it's here? particularly close. <laughs> what like, the fuck are we doing? KOTOR is, is like by far and away the best narrative Star Wars game. Probably the best Star but Wars dude, game But dude, you ever. know, even those little like Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy, the, they even had good the, little stories. Yeah, those. that's what I was going to say. Like those had good stories and those were probably only 20, 30, you know, our games Easy. that you would play so you didn't have to put in 70 80 hours like you did in kotor but like stuff like that is is totally fine like stuff like that like you don't need to have something that's like super expansive like you can just tell good story in a 20 30 hour yeah, I, did, I don't know game. i just i feel a lot of devs and pubs these days they they know what makes a buck and that's what they go for so it'll be you know nft this or battle royale that or hey look it could, we can generate worlds with uh, 10,000 units in the snap of a finger. If you're on the Xbox series, it's like, I don't care when it comes to star Wars game. I just want that damn story, please. That's it. That's it. That's why I'm here. That's why I've signed up for star Wars time. It's never been the, the, the laser swords and the blaster bolts. It's the fucking story. I've said it a million times. I could watch stick figures. As long as the story's there, I'll take it. But for some reason in the video game universe, it's just, it's like the impossible dream at this point in time. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know why there's a lot of, well, I don't know now. I mean, like I was going to say, like there's a lot of good studios out there that make good story driven games, but I mean, like, yeah, Sony owns them all. I would say there honestly isn't Sony owns (laughs) them all at this point. Yeah. I mean, mean, that that Marvel, Marvel midnight suns. I'm, I'm still playing it. Great, great little story. I mean, I, I yeah. know, I, I, I don't know a lot about the Marvel mystic verse with strange and, and Lilith and Wanda and, and I'm getting a heavy dose of that with the witches, Agatha and Sarah. I love it. And it, it's like, I wouldn't say the game itself is revolutionary. It, it's like a card based RTS with some exploration added to it, but it's got a story. So it keeps me wanting to play it every day. And and that's Marvel, something I, I don't want to say I give two shits about, but Marvel is way, way, way down the fucking totem pole when it comes to things, fake things that I choose to waste my life essence on. I mean, Star Wars is way up here. Marvel's way down low. And, and I can get in that type of stuff. So you give me a Star Wars game where I just have to hit like the A button nonstop. As long as the story's yeah. good, let's go. They can't do it though. They can't fucking. And everyone in the chat, you all have, I mean, 
yes, we want that too. We want Red Dead Star Wars. 100%. I want yeah. Mass Effect Star Wars. It's just weird that they will not just take one of these models that works, is great, it's fun, and just skin it with Star Wars. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, for a while, I think they were handcuffed by EA. And I think that, like, I think that the EA deal was a bad deal overall. It seemed like EA felt like they were handcuffed by Lucas, and then Lucasfilm felt like they were handcuffed by EA. Now, I, I really do hope that now the li- that the license is open and that it's just basically pitch us a Star Wars game. If we like it, you can make it. Then stuff, better stuff will come. But I do feel like overall, the EA deal was a, was a bad deal. And it screwed up Star Wars video game land for essentially a decade. Um, so... I'm, you know, I'm it's like, how does that happen, though? Like, how, how does how did Disney and Lucasfilm, LucasArts not have language in this deal that said you need to make X amount of games over X amount of years? We get final approval, so on and so forth. It really is like Nick is like, oh, we just spent four point six billion dollars. Uh, let's put all our focus on on the movies and who gives a shit about all the other stuff that George had his hooks in. And we'll just we'll just like piecemeal auction off the corpse of Lucas's ideas and, and the video game wing to all these other publishers and they can deal with it for a few years while and we focus see, on the movies. The funny thing is, is at the time when the EA deal went down, I was so excited because that was, that was right before EA turned into a complete disaster. Like, well, yeah, they were a huge co- pub and developer at that time. And, and they, they were in yeah. charge of some of the most, uh, Successful uh, enjoyable games. Yeah, franchises yeah. Uh, under the sun. I mean, that's when Battlefield was seriously nipping at Call of Duty's heels in terms of game quality and enjoyability. And like people were starting to be like, hey, maybe Battlefield is like the new modern shooter out and it's taken over Call of Duty. Then Battlefield fucking nosedives. That's when Bioware was still like you're coming off of Dragon Age Inquisition, which a lot of people like loved one game of the year and stuff like that. Then Bioware fucking nosedived into nothingness. And then, I mean, you also had like studios like Visceral. Visceral was supposed to make one. That was the Dead Space developer. Visceral gets fucking shut down. So like right after this Star Wars deal goes down with EA, EA literally turns into a dumpster fire. Yeah. So it, it, it was hard because I was like, Dice is the perfect studio to make Battlefront. They made two Battlefront games that were middling to okay. I was like, you now have Bioware who made Kotor, the first Kotor game. They can they can do it again. Bioware doesn't even touch Star Wars outside of what they were already doing with Star Wars: The Old Republic uh, MMO. Visceral shutters. They can't make a Star Wars game, and then you're left in this burning husk of ea that has no developers <laughs> left that want to touch star wars like it was a fucking disaster yeah it, was, it, didn't, then, it didn't didn't go yeah. well yeah i mean it was it, it, unbelievable how that all went down hey but, i can't talk yeah, too much shit though because they did give me swago like that's the one thing ea produced that with their true. license yeah. and i've been Capital playing that games. game daily for seven years it came out in 2015 still going so yeah, yeah, it's a bummer, but uh, hopefully this this tweet from Ubisoft means that uh, within the next quarter or so we get some concrete information on this game that Ubisoft is publishing and Massive is uh, developing. Massive, most recently, they're the division people, so they they can work with big and bad. 
but yeah, we we, <laughs> yeah. we we need to see something because now you know we're just we're just pulling shit out of our asses and, and getting angry and rightly so. We we should be angry as gamers because the Star Wars franchise has been abused, abused. It really okay. has. Really All has. right. Well, what do we got here on the clock? We're at uh, about a 100 hey, minutes. Hey, you, you got the deck of cards with you? Um, you got the Mando me, cards within reach? If not, it's no big deal. We can, uh, yeah, they're close, so we can do a quick Mando game Hey, let's here. do it. Why not? We'll get the first Matt Mando game of the year. We got, we got a few minutes we can add in here before we get to the fan segment. If you're new here, Nick has a, a Mandalorian trivia game he got from Amazon, I believe. And he asked me five questions. Uh, he asked me the harder of uh, the questions. And I do have a lifeline. I can't ask for the multiple choice choices if I can't just get it off the top of my head. So I have five questions that I will ask. All right, here we go. My pits have I will been sweating say all show. They're getting really sweaty now, though. Here we go. So first question here. Those of you who are interested... In this game, you can go to Amazon and you type in Star Wars Mandalorian Trivia Game. That's right. Uh, for those on the live stream, this is what the cards look like. Um, so, here we go. Okay. What do the Jawas tell the Mandalorian that he sounds like? Oh, this is a hard shit. one. shit. This is a hard one. Because this was season one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I, I got the exact scene in my head. You know, he's trying to get his, the, the, the razor crest parts back and he ends up, you know, shooting his flame at him. What does he sound like? You know what? I, I'm going to have to take my medicine and, and ask for the multiple choice. Cause I, last time I just blurted something out and, and took a complete loss. So I'll, I'll take the negative point and ask for the multiple choice. All right. So now for one point instead of two, Fuck. the choices are a Jawa, a Gungan, or a Wookiee. What do the Jawas tell the Mandalorian uh, I'm, I'm that he Wookie, sounds like? I think then. Correct. One uh, point for Matt. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> you might be able to play along in the chat because I think you're still on a delay. But yeah, if I'm struggling, don't don't chime in too quickly. Yes. <laughs> Hold your. Or, All right, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, I, so I, I I am. <laughs> Only one of two possible points. I've, I'm already a failure for this version of the Matt Mando game, but let's go on. What's question two? All right. Question two. What large creatures burst from, the, from under the ice to attack the Razor Crest? Uh, I mean, I don't know the official name, but they were... Oh, shit. Are we talking season two or season one? I mean, yeah, I mean, because because they were technically well, two, if it's like, from under the ice, one. then we're talking S1, E1, like literally yeah, the, the e first few scenes we meet, Din. Exactly. But the name of that fucking thing, I don't know. I'm going to have to fucking take yeah. another loss here. Multiple choice. <laughs> Multiple choice. Um, is it Aopies? E-O-P-I-E-S? It's definitely not that. that. That's Kenobi's mouth. Ravinax. R-A-V-I-N-A-K-S. Okay. Or crate dragons. Uh, it's a Ravenac. I think that then. you can. Yes, correct. It is Ravenac. Damn. Yeah, that was a good process. Now I'm only two out of possible four points. This is a complete fucking points. fail. I look like a putz. <laughs> a disaster. Let's go. Um. Okay. 
This one's. I, th- I feel like you're gonna nail this one right oh, off. Wow. The bat. Now you set me up. What? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this one. This one's easy. Oh no. Uh, what creatures does Kuil say the Mandalorian's ancestors rode? Mythosaur. Correct. Yay. Two points for Matt. <laughs> Finally. Two points for Matt. I question, used to be a Star Wars scholar. Yeah. Question number four. Um, this is a true or false question. Oh, okay. 50-50. True or false. Mandalorians are a race. Now, this is, this is actually tricky <laughs> because of everything involved in Star Wars. Oh, man. But, well, there, there's one real answer, and it's, it's false. You are correct. Yeah, false. They're, they're, they are a creed. There we go. Okay, good. I was going to say, because you, you could really get squirrely with that if you want to, because, I mean, yeah. they're technically, it is a race, because there's a planet yeah. called Mandalore, and there are, are humanoids on it called Mandalorians. Mandalorians, But exactly. in, in terms of how they, they, they go through life, it's a creed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. Those dickheads. All right. Go Correct. Ahead. Last one. Um, and then the final question it says, what is the one thing the Darksaber cannot cut? Beskar. Yes. Correct. Your Beskar. So eight out of a possible ten points for Matt. Damn, what a in fail. In the Matt Mando game. What a fail. A couple of questions. That's still a B, right man. I mean, that's only 80%. That is 80%. And we're Shit. on a 10 point scale here on the Star Wars. I strive time, so that for is a perfection. <laughs> no! When I just threw the emperor down a shaft. <laughs> ha. Hey, I like that. It's all good. Everyone. Hey, Nick, he's the game master. He needs to challenge me. I got to get better. All right. I mean, I, I just had a bad week. Hey, some of those were tough. Uh, those were I, I guess I've, my, my gray matter has cleared out some of the useless star Wars information I had stored in there. And, and it was just, it was a rough week. What can I say? 80%. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I will, uh, you know, I'll do better. I'll look at the tape and, uh, I'll make adjustments and do better next time. Thank you. He'll come back stronger like he always does. <laughs> Fuck, that was that was a piss poor showing, was, but oh well, it's always fun. Uploads. Always fun, but you know what? You know what's fun, Nick? <clears throat> you know what's fun on the Star Wars Time Show? That is the fan segment. It is a blast. Let me tell you, we do it every week right here on the SWTS, the only Star Wars podcast to dedicate a segment to its fans, few of the fans, every week. So we do this two parts question of the week you can get involved in question of the week by going to instagram on tuesdays at star wars time show look at our stories look in the profile and you should see the prompt uh this week and really until april the prompt's going to be pretty easy essentially saying did you or didn't you like new star wars okay and then we also have the top five but we'll talk about that later all right so nick the question of the week this week which, see, we, we, we were able to salvage a little bit of, of Bad Batch talk from last week for this week in the question of the week, because obviously I couldn't ask them what their favorite part of uh, the premiere was, because um, I think I asked them what their favorite character was, something stupid like that. But anyways, we're here, we're touching back on the Bad Batch season two premiere. We asked the fans, what was your favorite or least favorite part? And this is what they had to say. Uh, Nick, I'm going to let you drive on this one since they're all Indeed. story posts. They're all, uh, they're all comments. I mean, yeah, yes, profile we have, posts. 
Yeah, profile post. We had six answers to this question, so I grabbed all of them. Um, first up for our answer to what was your favorite or least favorite part to Bad Batch S2 premiere? <clears throat> Scion XTC says, definitely have to go with Wrecker becoming a human tank and having a blast. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, having a blast doing it. So. I hope Scion's all right. I haven't heard from him in a minute uh, in like Discord. What? I guess he did show up in the Discord, but it's always good to see from Scion. Here we go. Scion's been a longtime fan. Glad to see him popping in for the response for the week. So, yes, record going full tank, says Scion. Next up, Padfoot816. I believe this is the first time that they've been included in the fan segment. It says, I liked how Omega wanted to help the others by getting the valuables from the war chest and Echo saying that he would have made the choice to take Omega from Kamino. Good character development. I wonder development. if Padfoot is related to the Harfoots. Maybe. Maybe they are the next evolution that we see right. in uh, Rings of Power they'll, season They'll two. eventually turn into Tooks. <laughs> the, 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 yes, the Tooks. The, the Bagginses. Uh, proud, proud feet. Yeah, the Proudfoots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Star Wars Black Series clip says, I kind of like the whole container re-entry sequence and aftermath. Genius escape hey, plan look at that. and Someone fun picked plot something device. beyond tank scene. Way to go. Indeed, indeed. Um, so Mimbon Survivor says, agree with at 2797 underscore studios, who we will get to soon. Well, shit. Uh, the Spoiler tank alert. scene was awesome. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> indeed. Uh, the tank scene was awesome. So a lot of love for the tank scene so far. Um, next up, Tones1138, our good buddy. He says, seeing the gang back in action and the awesome nod to Indy Jones and the Last Crusade near the end of episode two with the let it go scene. Yes, that is very, like, I love uh, uh, Last Crusade. I think that's my favorite indie movie. And it's I know that best. that's blasphemous to no, some people. No, it, some people are like Raiders or nothing, but. I'm with it's, you, man. I, I, Him and Sean Connery, that, that is just, it's fantastic. It was incredible interplay between those two. And yes, that moment at the end where the, the, the temple is falling apart, right. the, the Holy Grail falls into it, and Indy is trying to save it right after uh, somebody has already fallen in the pit to yep. their death. And, and his father is like, Indiana, let it go. I'm getting ready. I, I, I have not done an Indy rewatch in, in a long time. And I think Charlie is just about at the age where I think she could get into it. Like she liked she national do, treasure. She, she likes that type of shit. Yeah. So I will say maybe skip, uh, <laughs> temple, of, temple doom. of doom for her, because that is super eating yeah. monkey brains. That one. No, that scene right there. Chest. Yeah. Nick, you're, you're not wrong. Cause when I was little and I watched <laughs> that, I'm like, Oh sweet. A new Indiana Jones. I was like, all right. And then they get to that scene. They're like cracking monkey skull heads open and eating their brains. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And then, yeah, the heart rip yeah. and eat. I'm like, Jesus uh -huh. Christ. And I think what it's rated, dude, I think it's rated PG. PG 13. <laughs> it is. Or is it PG? Am I, I know. Okay, the, yeah. I think it's the like, first one's PG. Wild. That's fucking wild if that's PG. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I love Indy. Indy has always been dan a, a dan favorite dan series. Dan dan and, I, and hey, I'm looking forward to Indy 5. As many people out there are saying that, you know, what the fuck is Harrison Ford doing? He's almost in his 80s. Why is he still playing Indiana Jones? I'll take Indiana Jones with, with Harrison Ford until he fucking croaks on the set. So, like, 
I just love his portrayal. He is 80. He's 80 years old no, and he's great. still out there. Fucking I don't know. Like, I, I just, I feel like my kid is, she can handle it. Cause dude, she got through Wednesday with the hide and, and all that shit and no, oh, night, yeah, no nightmares. True. No, Oh daddy, I'm scared. She's like, Hey, I had a dream about that thing and kind of freaked me out. I was like, well, you didn't come get me up, so I guess we'll keep letting you watch it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so, hey. But you do, yeah. like, some movies, you're like, oh, it's PG, it's from the 80s, you put it on, and, and then, like, some of the language that comes out, they're like, <laughs> I'm like oh, yeah, it's shit. Like, God damn, the 80s just let everything oh, go. Oh, dude, we watched, we watched <laughs> Lampoon's Vacation, like, not Christmas Vacation, but just Vacation, just, I forgot yeah, about that, vacation. and they, they get... <laughs> They're in the, they're in like the inner city and the in the you know uh, they're they're driving a car the black guys pull them over and they they steal all their hubcaps and and then eventually Clark he's just getting nuts and he looks to his family he's like <laughs> he's like something like what's your fucking malfunction he's just yelling at his family he's like something oh, I would do to my family if I was Clark and went through all the bullshit she, uh, he went through but the language and some of the scenarios in, in vacation is like yeah <laughs> probably shouldn't have had a, a, an almost seven year old watching that shit yeah watching this uh, <laughs> she goes back to school and starts mimicking <laughs> oh no it's just, there's a scene um, man where Chevy just lights into his family he's like what the fuck's wrong with you people <laughs> something like that oh, okay yeah, 80s were a wild time yeah alright well, did a number on me. I'm all the, right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Last one for the question of the week. And this is from 2797 underscore studios bat in the chat. And he says, uh, gotta say my favorite part of the bad batch premiere was Wrecker becoming a tank. Probably the most fun moment of the two episode premiere. It was great to see the team back in action, but Wrecker always makes me smile. So there we go. There's the, the, uh, the reference that Mimbon uh, Survivor was making earlier. It's always fun. It's weird. Like today, most of the people are, or some of the people are, are like two segments back. <laughs> One six years in here, like further adventures of the ghost crew. Yeah, I'm behind. Sorry. Like I just figured I was like, wait, did Trevor have a stroke? But no, he's watching <laughs> the, the uh, delayed. Feed. Yeah. He's, he must be on the ghost track 17 topics. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I love exactly. it. I love you, Trevor. All right. Whoo. Fuck. <laughs> All right, that moves us into (laughs) what does it do? The final, the final segment of this podcast and the second segment of our fan segment that is the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. To get involved in this segment, make sure to tag us, add tag on your posts on Instagram, Star Wars Time Show, at Star Wars Time Show, and your uh, in your post and then go ahead and throw the hashtag star Wars time show on there as well. Do all of those things and you will get in front of the eyes of the master Matt. That's and me. He will, he will pick his favorites from those tags throughout the week. And then at the end of the week on Monday, I will come together, sit down, View all of the images that Matt picked out, and I will pick the top five from that week. Remind you, this is after he came, right? He's Nick said on Monday he's going to come, and then he sits down and yes. he makes all his picks. So, That's what, right. he, what he's in telling you? Clear state of mind. Yes, I was going to say he makes sure to get the poison out, so he's thinking clearly to make his top five pick. Exactly. Uh, That's how it works. All right, <laughs> who we got? Uh, this week's top five kicks off with at. Toy underscore collector Ooh, 81. Sounds like a new one, huh? And yeah, this is. This is a, a first time top fiver here. And what we have here is an awesome shot of Vader with some stormtroopers in the back. 
Uh, they're standing on what looks like a ridge line, like a mountain ridge line, looking over down onto a potential area of, uh, of interest for them. And uh, off in the background, you have like a nice little sunset uh, uh, going on there. I just, I, I love the posing. I love the, the way that he's captured uh, Vader's kind of angry visage as he stands yeah, there. I mean, anytime uh, you get, the, you the, get the dark yeah. Lord and then he's flanked by his flunkies. It's just, it's, it's a very appealing looking aesthetic. And, and to kind of loop this back into our Mando topic, think of this. But with Gideon kind of being at the forefront and his new armor and his little horned helmet and then those red guards behind him like that, that's kind of what I'm envisioning. We're going to get something like that. Like, you know, one of those dun, dun, where he walks out, he's like, paw, paw, and then all the guys are behind. Oh, him. Yeah. We got a big fight going on. Uh, but yeah, I, these are all Nick. I believe these are figure arts, Star Wars figures. So this is a pricey yeah. shot. Unless this person lives over in Japan, because to get these figure arts over here in the states usually costs just seventy to a hundred. Uh, but yeah, Very I mean, I, it's here. good looking Vader. He's 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 got a little bit of a Hulk pose going on. And if these are figure arts troopers, as I think they are, they're they're some of the best looking one twelve scale stormtroopers out there. So oh yeah, they good, look good fantastic. stuff here from Toy underscore Collector eight one on Instagram. Indeed. Next up, not a toy shot, but this is a fantastic rendering from both uh, Gilles GFX and Render Driver. Uh, and they put together an awesome uh, 2023 Star Wars poster that features all of the content yeah. that we uh, should be getting in 2023. We see a, a, a shot of uh, Cal Kestis right in the front. You see Omega and the Bad Batch off to the side. You see the Mandalorian right in the middle with Grogu. You see Jude Law and the skeleton crew, Ahsoka. You see um, Liam, uh, what's his name? Liam Skarsgård. I can't remember his, his, his actual name, but the guy. Uh, yeah, so the guy who's playing Thrawn and then. Oh, the, Lar the Lars Mickelson. Lars Mickelson. That's what it was. Yeah, not, Hem Hemsworth not is playing Geralt. Yes, yes, he's playing the new Geralt. Not not Liam, Lars Mickelson. Thank you, Matt. Uh, <laughs> but hey, it, it course, is another family that has a lot of people in, in they show They do business. have a lot of people. They do have a lot of people in show business for sure. And it caps it off uh, with Anakin Skywalker up at the top there. Um, and then uh, remiss for me not to mention... Uh, the ghost crew on there as well yeah, for I think the upcoming. That's episode. what I and the reason they did this, Nick, because uh, at the end of the year they did like a 2022 recap poster and it fucking exploded like across the Star Wars internet. I mean, Star Wars theory was talking about. It. I mean, it was huge. So I think these artists were like, "Hey, fuck it, let's let's try to capitalize. Let's do it again." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, mean, I like how they fantastic. they they kind of use their you know their artistic vision to bring the life the supposed live action versions of Ezra Hera and Sabine yeah. I mean we, yeah. we we know uh Natasha Lee Bordizzo is playing Sabine but we don't know for sure if Iman Esfandi's playing Ezra and if uh or Mary if Winstead is, is playing Hera but they they style that way so we can kind of get that look just like I mean MSW saying Lars Mickelson is Mick, not Mickelson Mikkelsen is going to be live action Thrawn, so that probably is legit. But it's it's nice seeing these photoshoppers kind of give us us idiots a a, a preview a of peak. what of what it could yeah. look like. 
a sneak peek. So yeah, that was um, an awesome little poster there put together by at Gilles GFX and at Render Driver on Instagram. Good job. That's a hell of a pronunciation. I was going to go with Gilly. Yeah, I would say G U I I L L. You remember Street Fighter when you were little? Did you call Gilly Guile? Right. I called him Guile. I want Guile, dude. I got Guile. Sonic Boom. Yeah, no, it's good shit. Good shit. All right. Next up for the top five is at A Fall, A F O L underscore for life. And this is another first time top fiver here. And this is an absolutely awesome. Uh, Lego shot here. What we see here are a bunch of phase one clones, yep. spin clones um, out in a snowstorm. Uh, and they're definitely like on a mission going uh, somewhere in the middle of a blizzard. They're wearing their, their snow coats. They have their hoods up. Dude, they the, got the, their hoods just, up the, the hoods just do it for me. I, I don't know what it is. Like, it's I, so great. I hate saying, so great. you know, clones look cute and cuddly, but they really do. <laughs> like they, this is something. I want to take all these little phase one clones home and give them like a warm fire to sit by and give them something to eat. There's just and, something about this shot where they, and I hate to say it, they, they're cute little clones. They are and in like the level of detail too. You can see that a full for life, like stacked up some powder on these, on these like soft goods cloaks oh, that yeah. these guys are wearing to, to like sell the snowstorm even more. Um, uh, just fantastic setup all around by a full to really sell the snowy environment that these clones are trekking through. Speaking of clones, like a gun to your head, what's your favorite clone helmet? Like the phase one Finn or more of the Stormtrooper-esque phase two and three? I like the phase one Finn clone helmets. I think that those look the most original. And I think it also like it maintains some of that like it it maintains a lot more of that Mandalorian feel than like later generations do. And I really I really do like that. Yeah, George was like, eh, fuck it. Let's push them right towards the Stormtroopers by the next movie. Who cares? Yeah, (laughs) it's like. Now it'll be super obvious yeah. that they're going to become stormtroopers. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, but that's sorry, yeah, go ahead. good stuff. A at a f o l underscore for life on Instagram. Hey, props right. when you when Next. you get confirmations or early leads like that, you know who to come to first, right, pal? Wink, wink, <laughs> wink, wink. Slide in the DMs. Exactly. We're always waiting. I need um, a source. Next up in the top five. How about this? I, I, I was I was I was gonna I was wondering what you would do with this because he actually spoiled this last week on the stream. He's like, Oh, I got into I'm I I did some hot toys photography and lo and behold, he sure as shit did. So and, and he here sure you go. Shit didn't. He, you united him. Go ahead. Well. Give it to him. This is at super underscore scoundrel. And for those of you who are longtime listeners of the show, you're like, oh, it's another one of Super Scoundrel's art no, pieces. Ain't real ass of, paint. Uh, Devin's vector art pieces, but it is not like Matt said, this is a hot toy shot. This is a, a, an actual toy shot from super scoundrel. And for a first go at it, he did a fantastic job. So what we see here is, uh, Din Djarin, Mando and Grogu making their way through. This almost looks like the, the prison from season one, but I don't believe that it is. 
Um, but he's, I think it's the, uh, what you call it? It's like the hallway in it, the light cruiser. Let's from just say it two. didn't take Devin long to figure out how to do Digirama well, like blend, oh, yeah. blending it off. That, I think I, I, when I saw it as Star Wars time show, I comment as like, don't you're cheating Photoshopper. If something like that <laughs> yeah, is like, exactly. oh, you, yeah, look at you, you're cheating with your Photoshop skills, but I, you know, I'm just busting his balls, but he, he, he nailed it. So yeah, he's got Grogu. In Din, making their way down the light cruiser hallway from <laughs> from season two of Mandalorian, and and there's a a, a ping of a laser bolt shooting uh, or or deflecting off of that's Nick's Mando's favorite. Nick, Nick loves shoulder guard. when Din becomes a bullet reflector. That is Nick's a bullet, favorite bullet sponge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> remember what was that one time? He like almost pissed you off. He, he just like went out there and ate a bunch of bullets. And- he he literally it was it was one it was the scene where they were like on where they were with the night owls. They were taking a light cruiser. Oh that yeah, was yeah, under- yeah. Imperial yeah, control. And then like he's holding all these grenades. Right. And instead of just throwing the grenades at he the he steps at out the into the line of fire. Just fucking. Just takes all these shots, and I was like, "Dude, you're holding 15 grenades in your hand. Just throw them down the hallway. Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> you this know what's funny no though? Sense. Like, and it happens to the best of you. But, but this is this was Devin's first hot toy, and he's already going down the rabbit hole. Like, oh, I need to order this. I need to order that. And he's like, "Oh shit, Rogue One. I want those." I'm like, "Buddy." You understand with hot toys, once they're gone, they're gone, and you're gonna be paying eBay black market like Jenner or so all of them. Because I, during my recent rewatch of the saga, I was really like, you know what, I I fucking need those TFA. I I want Scavenger Ray, I want Island Journey Ray, and I want Luke and his Jedi tunics. Because I wasn't collecting hot toys when that movie was out, not until TLJ. But you go look for them now, my man. I mean, no, I can't. I, and I always told myself, no. No, if you don't get it right from Sideshow or, or when it releases, you're not allowed to go and overpay on eBay. But it, it's once you get one of these dolls in your hands, I'm telling you, there's some sort of juju on them where they they they, they take over your soul and you're like, buy more, buy more. You got to get the full wave. They're toys. Look how good they look. You got to have friends for them to play with. And, and then you end up like me where you have essentially full-on cars, first-year school, shit like that laying in your basement. So have fun with that, Devin. Good luck. But you made the top five. (laughs) This is his first step on his Hot Toys journey, so we'll see where he goes. Yeah, there we go. Watching your career with great interest. He already bought Bo-Katan and the Death Trooper, so it's (laughs) going. It's, It's already started. It happened to Tones. It happened to me. I mean, we all should have listened to the godfather of collecting the Barbies, which is Trevor, one six shooter. It's it really is. It's like a sickness. I've completely cut myself of the one twelve. I think I'm fully done with that. Uh, but hell, last week, right, friends, what did we get? General Kenobi hot toys. Okay, pre-order, add it to the list. That makes 19 that still need to be shipped to my house. Um, oh man. But anyways, back to <laughs> back to the top five. Back to the top five and the close well, out top uh, five. Hey, Devin, are you, now, are you now wishing that you got the Mandalorian coming out like these days with the shiny helmet and the Pedro head? Because I sure as fuck am, but I can't, <laughs> I can't justify buying another full Beskar Mando 1-6 scale. But Nick, I need it. You should see everyone's uh, posting it. It's, you got Pedro's face now. You got a, an actual see? shiny helmet now, not that doll-looking plastic one, right? I need it, right? I need it, right? Uh, 
now that I'm like DMing and I'm like playing D and D with my friends, I, I do have a sickness. I do have one okay. of those things where I have to like stop myself and it's dice. It's really dice. like, like just so like I, collecting the, the them whole or, time that we are like, you, yeah, like I, I collect cause I use a shitload yeah. of dice. Like as, as a player and as a DM, like you're rolling dice all the time. And now like you see all of these cool, like this one, I've been rolling this since I picked up my tray. I'm holding this up for the live stream to see. It's hard to see, but oh, it's, it's like a, a see-through die, huh? It's a hollow metal dice and it has dragon designs. Got it. Very hard to see. But like, that's my new sickness because you can buy like a full pack of polyhedral dice that have all of like, you hey. know, a, 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 Welcome a D20 to the club. like this one. <laughs> But you can buy a pack of dice for like eight bucks. Well, and I'm like, oh well, I'll I'll just buy dice all the time. At least you you picked an obsession that isn't super costly. You know our yeah the, these fucking one six things, man. It gets worse and worse. Like these days, they're pretty much two eighty plus just for a basic figure. So yikes. Yeah, toy crazy, visuals. Crazy. They, they know what I'm talking about. Tones, where'd you pick up the new head? Sorry, I'm, I'm having my own show at this point. Tones, send me a DM or, or put it in Discord. Where did you get the new head and how much was it? Because I figured some people were probably piecemealing the new Mando, Nick, like opening it up and selling the accessories off at a premium. And, and that might yeah. be a way to... Uh, damn, 55 pounds, that's not too bad. Hook, hook me up, Tones. I need a lead on that because I, I do find myself slowly going to Sideshow and just saying buy the whole $340 setup. And, and I don't want to do that. But anyways, we're, uh, anyway. still, yeah. Props has a, he's, his sickness is screen use props, like super expensive yeah. shit. Yeah. Hot, hot yeah, toys my, mine is, is peanuts compared to what he's collecting. Mine is dice. And the funny thing was, so like the thing that Taylor got me that I showed off this dice tower here, the like penis these guillotine. These can get it. This was $155. Like those things can get very expensive, very expensive. Um, But you don't need to collect these because once you have one, you you don't need another. Oh, just, just wait till they start like engraving and and putting your favorite shit and art on it. Then you'll be like, Oh, I need that one too. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Oh no, look at that one. I need it. I, Hey man, trust me. I'm, (laughs) I'm a pro at becoming obsessed with tangible goods. Hey, it's tough. It's <sighs> tough. But anyway, to close Thank out the top five, right, good. the first full top five of 2023 to close it out, we have at Yayo underscore toy Yayo, underscore Yayo. photo. Yayo. Y-A-Y-O-U-H underscore toy underscore photo. And Yayo, Yayo, however you want to say it, Ends our top five this week with an awesome shot of none other than the Bad Batch boys. What we see is Wrecker doing his wrecking yes, thing, that's punching it right there. A, a B1 right in the skull while firing off his pistol in the <laughs> distance to take out a uh, another enemy off screen. You see awesome uh, sand kicked up uh, to give you some texture in the image and then off in the background, I believe you can see Hunter there quickly following behind him to give his boy some covering fire. Um, uh, a great addition to the bad batch, uh, content that we've had this week. Uh, good to see Yayo out there throwing our boys clone force 99, some love in the toy photography world. Yeah, no, there was a lot of good Bad Batch action last Wednesday, naturally. You know, people people in the community get motivated when new Star Wars comes out, and they tend to theme their shots around it. Uh, so last Wednesday, after I you know, got up, did all my shit, 
did the podcast solo. Then I still did the top five because I'm a dumb fuck. Glutton for punishment. But I, I like looking what you people create. You know, I, I talk a lot of smack. I'm always negative. I'm a, a big pessimist. <laughs> but I do like looking at what you all create, even though it's ruined my own appreciation for the, the hobby of creating content with Star Wars because you all are better than me. I'm just like, why the fuck should I do this when they do it? I'll just share it on Star Wars Time Show. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have no idea where I was going with that. So move on. <laughs> Literally just <laughs> completely deleted that thought. Just got completely wiped out. Just gone. <laughs> All good. Because you know what? That's the end of the top five. It, it should be. It should be the end of the and show because I just blanked out. <laughs> and that's the end of the show. Whee! That's what we're doing now. We're closing it out. Uh, our first duo show of, of 2023 yes. is in the books. Um, so Matt, uh, take us home. That's right. Close us out. No more nonsense moving forward that now we will actually have, like I said last week, before I realized I was stupid, we're going to have new star Wars to talk about from now through April, which is exciting. And we'll probably sprinkle in some of the silliness and rumors and leaks, but we got Bad Batch all through February. Then once March hits, we're going to have two for time with the Mando and the Bad Batch. So make sure to tune in to the Star Wars Time Show. Tell a friend. Tell a neighbor. Hell, tell an enemy. It doesn't matter. We just need some bodies. We need ears. We need eyes. Checking this dumb shit out, right? If you feel dumber at the end of an episode of Star Wars Time Show, then we know we did our job. And we want to make the rest of your friends and family dumb too. So please tell them Star Wars Time Show, always time for Star Wars Time. Send them over to StarWarsTime.net where they can get looped in, linked in to all of the platforms, be it podcast only or YouTube. All the links are over on StarWarsTime.net. All right, let's get over there, click around. If the server's working, we had a major outage today on the upstream server, but I think she's back and running. But that really is the best place to find information about the show and, like I said, sub up to the podcast platforms and YouTube. All we ask in return for this content, you know, you get the features every day on Instagram, the question of the week, you get a, a, a weekly stream and podcast. No hands are being held out, no paywalls, no Patreons and all that shit. But we do ask you to just talk about the show, share our content on your own socials, but more importantly, interact with the artificial intelligence that controls the content humans see now. Okay, so that means on uh, Instagram, put it in your stories, save it. On a podcast platform, rate it, rate the show, rate the episodes, review it. On YouTube, like the video, like the stream, comment it, share it, clip it. All that stuff tells those AIs, the machines that will soon be running this place, that other meatbags like the show. So when meatbags say, hey, Star Wars podcast, we'll climb that SERPs. Let's do it. Keep it up. Spread the good word. There's always time for Star Wars time. And don't remember, my friends, or... Don't forget. Do remember. <laughs> Don't forget. Yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> I'm like, I had a thought I was going somewhere. My brain is like, no, you don't. And now I, I, I'm like saying things backwards. Nick knows what I was saying. Don't forget. If you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you. Always. Always.